We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. The 2020 NBA Draft Lottery is upon us. This is the Mega Stream CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JL's from the Nick of Time show in the building. Special guest. We got a ton of guests with us. We got my guy Corey Talba, the Hardwood Herald, is in the building. Jonathan Macri, Knicks Film School, is in the building. We got Schwinney here of the newly established The Strickland blog and podcast. Schwinney, how you feeling? And we got Spencer Perlman from the Stepian in the building as well. Spencer, what's going on? Fellas, the Knicks have not moved up in the draft since Patrick Ewing in 1985. Is today finally the day? How you guys feeling, man? How how, how we feeling? JL, give me your thoughts, man. What what are we thinking right now? Man, history has told us that today won't be a good day. (laughs) 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 But... But I'm optimistic, CP. I'm usually optimistic, so I'm going to ignore history, and I'm going to bring the good vibes, and I'm going to say we're going to finally get some luck. We're going to get some Patrick Ewing love, Leon Rose. He's going to bring his mojo with us, and we're, we're, we're going to do well today, man. Ping pong's going to fall our way. I'm going top three, man. Schwinney, talk to me, man. How you feeling? Uh, pretty good. It's not being telecast, so uh, odds are this is rigged. Uh, and, <laughs> and like, what better way to reward the Knicks than you know, have us move up in a draft where there's no consensus on who the best player is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Matt Macri, where are you on things? Um, I am drinking my Guinness out nice. of uh Ugh. my. Uh, 62,000 to one cup, which was the odds that all three New York teams would win championships. I think in 1969, our odds tonight are better than 62,000 to one. So I'm feeling great. I really am. I'm feeling very good. Macri, can you uh, can you tell us? Because you were probably like 25 when uh, they won the U.S. Nobody likes you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and an important update from the telecast: Steph Curry has 
braids. Yeah, of course. Uh, has yeah. braids in his hair. Okay, Steph, Steph's uh, switching it up a little bit. All right. Switching it up. All I right. like it. I like it. Looking it looks good. Listen, man, I feel like this the fix is in for the Warriors. I'm still feeling a top three finish for us, though, man. I'm going top three once again. I, I feel I'm like we're, we're due. You picking third, Spencer? Yeah. Yeah. Macri, where are you at? Two or three? Two. Yeah, I'm feeling top three, man. I'm definitely feeling top three. Corey, how about you, man? You're a Bulls fan, but we're adopting you into the Knicks Nation tonight. All right. What, what do you think the Knicks end up tonight, man? Uh, I, on the uh, the Manscaped contest, I put uh, put two. Okay, okay. Go. Excellent segue, because tonight's show <laughs> is sponsored by Manscaped, the number one men's grooming tool below the belt, man. So make sure you guys sign up for the contest. We are giving away the Perfect Package 3.0. It comes with a Manscaped trimmer, a pair of boxer briefs, a travel bag, some toner deodorant. Trust me, man, this is the tool that you guys need. You guys are ultimately getting off of quarantine soon. Don't go out on that date without trimming that lawn, fellas. Come on, man. You guys got to get it together. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Manscaped.com. And uh, for tonight, our viewers are receiving a 20, 20% off their purchase. So go to Manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX, and get 20% off your purchase, plus free shipping on all uh, products. So definitely a great deal. Um all right, let, let's let's get into the draft and, and the prospects. Obviously, a lot of talk with the Knicks are concerned is Lamelo Ball. Uh, how are we feeling about Lamelo? You know, Swinney, kick us off. You you haven't been on in a minute. What, what are you thinking about Lamelo and the prospects of uh, of uh, uh, Lamelo to New York? Uh, I like I like Lamelo. Uh, I have him at the top of my board, which uh, my board has basically never been right so don't listen to me uh but, well you, you, you know, gave I, us iggy man you gave us iggy yeah, last true. year so what's yeah, it I, I i gave iggy to the to the knicks the knicks were just like just playing the g league all right yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> um but yeah no i mean i like Lamelo. i think that he has elite skills i think he's got the best skill in this draft his passing uh and at a size is pretty awesome the fact that he can pass with both hands and can make almost any pass um so i mean i think the knicks need that kind of dynamic playmaker the shooting is a worry the finishing is a worry um but you know there are no perfect players in this draft especially so i don't know how much of a concern that needs to be um you know i I like Lamelo. i think the nba would i think if the nba wants to make some money next year they should definitely have Lamelo ball and have lavar ball uh join the Knicks front office. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Spencer, what about the shooting with LaMelo, man? Does, does the shooting concern you, especially if you're going to pair him in the backcourt with RJ? Um, I mean, maybe a little bit, but he shot, you know, 34% and above the break threes, and that's where he creates the spacing. So I'm not that concerned. He shot uh, 11 of 28 on cash and shoot threes, which is a tiny – tiny sample size but it's not like he's missing everything like it's a work in progress but i buy the shot because of the touch and again mm-hmm. if he's taking you know seven threes a game and he's hitting them at 30 even 32 percent whatever 33 percent, that's enough to drag the defense out which then brings up everything else like it brings up the passing you know potential driving lanes um he, he just has to hit like just enough to amplify everything else jl's where are you in the lamello uh conversation man but you know, I would love uh, Lamelo on this team. I think we, we we really need a lead guard here. I'm curious to see what Tom Thibodeau will do with someone like Lamelo because you know, if 
Lamelo does come to the Knicks, he you know he's used to having the freedom to kind of do what he wants. And oh, Tibbs will give him the keys, bro. Tibbs gives him the keys. Do you think Tibbs gives him the keys? Yeah, I mean, you, he, he gave Rose got, the keys. He gave John Lucas the third the keys. <laughs> and, and Nate Robinson. <laughs> yeah, he gives your point DJ guard, Augustine bro. got the keys. <laughs> yeah, they got Marcus the keys. Marcus T got the keys. <laughs> Jeff Teague. He Jeff gave, Teague he gave, gets hey, the keys. Give the whole family. Give the whole sure. family the keys. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, Macri, what about you, man? Yeah, I mean, everybody said stuff about Ball the player. I just, I think um, they need they need top line assets. Whether it's going to be guys that play for the organization for 15 years or guys that they're looking to ship out as soon as they could improve their stock by 10 or 15 percent. And um, with the exception of of Anthony Edwards, who you know, I'm sure a couple of these guys could speak to this more than more than me um, in terms of how effectively it would be to improve his stock on this particular roster. I think it would be easier to make LaMelo ball look good on this roster as like a future potential all-star than it would be um, Edwards given the other components that are currently here. So, you know, Leon Rose knows what wins in this league. He's not, it might be new on the job. He's not stupid though. Macri's playing chess, man. Macri's playing chess, man. Eight, eight, eight D chess. <laughs> Backgammon. Corey, you did a breakdown on Lamelo on your channel. What did you see from him this year that you like? Um, you know, I'm actually a little bit lower on Lamelo, I think, than a lot of people are. With that said, I still have him third on, you know, my board. But to me, he's he's a lot like a freestyle rapper. Yeah. You know, he is just like everything he does is straight off the dome, and I think that sometimes there's a disconnect that he's this like has this godly uh, basketball IQ. And I think that he reads the game quicker and better than a lot of other players do. And there might be some overlap there, but I don't know if he's a guy that could make a hit record. You know, he might just have some bars, but can he break? <laughs> can he put it all together? Right? Can you, you ever, he put it all together seen, and make a song? Have you seen, uh, have you seen Drumline? He's Nick like, Cannon, it's a classic. Yeah, he's like he's like Nick Cannon in Drumline. <laughs> like, like he can play the music, but he can't read anything. <laughs> That's so my concern. I've got a question, though. I've got a question. So, <laughs> if you have somebody who can read the game faster than everybody else, and you can make those split decisions, why, why do you have to? Why do you have to be able to, you know, orchestrate everything? Like, like if he's if he's just quicker, you don't have to because the whole thing is like if you have these skills that you have, like if you have the elite skills. And then if you have ways to amplify that, whether it's your athleticism with Kyra and how Kyra can now use the whip passes by her hand because of the speed. But if you can just process everything that much faster than everybody else, which he does, because, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, if a big comes up to like blitz a screen, he sees them, they take that first step there, the ball is out of his hands. So yeah, even I, if he's like not running everything, that ability to like, like instantaneously make that decision, I think, I think that's more than enough. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, that's why I have him third because he the way right. he can do that is, you know, still at his height is is outrageous. But I think that, you know, a lot of people look at him and see this kind of like Trey Young, Luka Doncic combo and you can get into Jamal Crawford, Jason Williams territory very quick because where the basketball IQ comes in is you see a lot of those long jumpers that he takes early in the shot clock, which you know, I know a lot of people say he improved on as the season went, but it was still an issue to me. Mm. Is that something he could fix? Absolutely. And a yeah, coach like Thibodeau would get the most out of him. Yeah. But for me, I think there's a disconnect between, you know, his overall basketball IQ and the asset that he has, which is 
using his talent, using his handle, using his ability to read things at the last second. It's a valuable asset. If he puts it together, you're looking at a superstar. But if he doesn't, you're looking at a guy that he's not going to be a piece to your team. So if you give him the keys, how fast and how far are you driving? Who are your top two? Just curious. My top two are Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman, which I know will probably be a little bit controversial. But Interesting. He's throwing Wiseman in the mix. Okay, okay, okay. I actually have something else with Lamella. So going back to the shot selection, how much of that was him being him, which I do think is a decent amount, him being, you know, 18, like, you know, one of the tiers players in the draft, like those two things. But how much of it was also him being on a team filled with zero perimeter talent whatsoever? Because, like, with the keys and with no perimeter talent, you're obviously going to have somebody who takes shit shots. And, like, we saw that with Anthony Edwards this year also. We saw it with James Wiseman, too, in the three games where he's taking fadeaway jump shots from 17 feet away. Yeah. Because, you know, why not? Um, I, I, re- I think with Lamelo specifically, I, like, with the shot selection, it's an issue. Like, you know, I said that in the scouting report and the videos and whatnot. But, like, I think a huge factor of that was him being – the only guy who can create for not only like himself, but also other guys in the team. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think that that that's definitely something that contributes to it. And uh, that's going to be the thing with him. He's young. He, he doesn't have, a, you know, a lot of experience playing structured basketball. We all know how he played at, you know, yeah. Chino Hills. So everything is new to him. And it's going to be, you know, is this something that he's just who he is, which, you know, he's 18, 19 years old. And if, how, what were you like at 18 or 19? You change. You can grow. But because he is kind of that child star kind of persona, like sometimes you just get stuck in who you are, and that's the worry. But if he hits, you're looking at easily the best player in the draft. So it's a risk, and I think he's very boom bust. Um, but that boom is boom. Well, let me tell you, the gold very, chains very around smart. his neck on his TV right now are – are, are boom they're boom <laughs> uh he, he is he is rocking the gold jay i think by the way we're about two to three minutes away from the beginning of the reveal for the picks I'll, two I'll to three minutes know. from the reveal okay sounds good let me um let's get a call in here i want to hear what the fan base has to say six five seven three eight three one five zero nine is the number let's hear from um ice water in brooklyn ice water what's going on man Hey man, what's going on? How you feeling, uh, bro? Oh, hold on. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, I talked to you a couple of days ago about um, hoping that the Knicks don't take Lamelo Ball, and I just feel more strongly about that now more than ever. Mm. Um, you well, know, got to get there first. Got to got to get in. You know, one, two, or top three <laughs> first. So we'll find out. This guy's not bit. a winner. He's just not. Um, I don't see him as being a winner. I don't see where, you know, he can come in and help a team right away. Um, he's never really had any decent coaching. Uh, he's just raw. If the Knicks get the number one pick, I think they should package it and trade it or something. I just don't, there's nobody in, in this draft that really excites me at all or, you know, anybody can come and help the Knicks right away or in the next couple of years. Yeah. All of these guys are going to have to be coached up. Um, I, I just really hope that they don't take LaMelo Ball. I, okay. You know, I, I look at past history and I look at his brother, 
And it's all the, all the same things that you're saying about LaMelo Ball now, you were saying about his brother. No, that, 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 that's, not, that's not true, though. Hang on, that's hang on. Go, go ahead, Spencer. And, go ahead. Yeah. Hang on, I saw Spencer. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to I push back on that because Lonzo was – I mean, his shot was better, sure. His shot also had funkier form uh, than I think LaMelo does. LaMelo's – LaMelo's – then LaMelo's shot. Um, and then – Oh look at that! We didn't. Awesome. Um, specifically with the passing. Nobody, the nobody's moved up. By the way, in the first six picks revealed. So Lonzo, what, where are, are we you at on the picks? Fucking kidding Hold me! On. Where, where are we at on the picks, Mackie? Uh, I eighth. yeah. So the Knicks just got the eighth pick. The, the eighth? Pick. No. Poker. The eighth pick. That means Charlotte has moved up. Are you kidding? Charlotte me? has moved up. The wow. Knicks had. That's- Oh, 50% and the Bulls have moved up. The Let's go! Eight. And Wait, so, so really, really quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Going back to Lame- sorry, going back to the Lamelo Lonzo stuff. Lonzo is not a half court creator at all. Lamelo is like an elite, elite half court creator. Lonzo was unbelievable in transition, but Lamelo is as well. In terms of creating their own shot, Lamelo's got that. Lonzo does. So like they're similar. How? I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't really think they're yeah. very similar at all. Yeah, Lonzo's not shifty. Yeah, Lamelo's Lamelo's got a shifty handle, who and he can, you know, he doesn't need a screen to to blow by guys. Lonzo, even with a screen, sometimes has trouble, you know, getting around it and creating his own shot. So I also mm. don't really see the parallels other than they're both tall point guards who can pass really well in transition. But, um, you know, I think Spencer covered it. So we we have a top four, pick. by the way. Who's in um, the top four? Who's in the top so four? The top, the top four in some order is the Warriors, the Timberwolves, um, and, unless I screwed that up. I don't think I did. The Bulls and the <laughs> and the Hornets. Um, so, you know, uh, those are yeah, those are the teams in the in the uh, in the top four. Eighth, 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 eighth. Eight. So we had a so All we had a twenty percent. I think we had a twenty percent chance of ending up. Yeah, it was about fifty percent chance of seven to eight. Um, so worst worst case scenario has been has been realized. Pretty much the worst the worst <laughs> realistic case. Yeah. Damn. What, what are we thinking Damn. right now? I mean, uh, you got to see how, how this thing's. <laughs> I've never I've never watched a more Tom Thibodeau player in that range than Devin Vassell. I, I, it's you know Vassell's got to be a likely target. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't sleep on Obi, man. I wouldn't sleep on Obi. Not the I not am, the not I'm the prospect, like not the prospect, but the the prospect of the Knicks taking him. I wouldn't sleep on that. I don't think he'll be there. I think some team will. Just you you think he'll be gone before then? Yeah, he's too productive, and some team will just be like, "This draft sucks. Let's just take a guy." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, JLs, how you feeling, man? I feel sick. I feel sick, CP. I feel yeah. sick. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I'm with I'm with you. I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for Obi at this point. Yeah, at yeah. eight. At least I know Come he can on. contribute. Uh, <laughs> man, am I the only one on Poku Island here? I know Schwinn likes him. You, you I, think I, I actually, I actually have moved him down just from talking to people. Sure, Swinney, just I'm um, going to your mic a little bit, uh, a uh, little more. Yeah. Like- Perfect. Can we remove Schwinn from the stream <laughs> yeah. for saying that? So no, I, I, uh, I like, I still like him, but I just, ha- I moved him down a little bit just because I've talked to a few people that like uh, have, I guess, scouted him uh, and, stuff, and 
I guess I, I've just heard like enough about worries about his work <laughs> ethic. I'm not talking about you. I mean, Spencer, you've given me enough, obviously, not doubting your yeah, credentials. I uh, I've just heard from multiple other people that, you know, concerns that, you know, I'm, I just have to go on what people are telling me. So um, the stuff about what I've heard about, not just on the court, on the court, I have a pretty good feeling about him, but uh, just like work ethic and just general kind of mentality stuff um, are a little concerning. So I moved him down, but like, if you're talking about upside, I still think the upside for him is like, it's as good as anybody in the draft. Like if he hits, he's going to be a superstar um, because the things he can do athletically and just kind of like, I mean, the way he is able to move at his size is ridiculous. Um, I just have a hard time imagining Leon Rose with his first pick as a Knicks president being like, um, I'm just going all yeah. out here. I just have a hard time seeing it. And like, maybe, maybe if they trade down, they can get something else in a pick. Maybe then you can do it. I just, I don't know. Maybe if they can trade back up, uh, that's another thing. But at eight, if you just sit there, I have a hard time seeing. What are you thinking? Uh, um, how about Cole Anthony? Is Cole Anthony an option at eight for the Knicks? Swin- Swinney's an emphatic no. Oh. Matt Macri, what do you say? Um, I'm, I've gone back and forth on Cole for the last, I don't know, five, six months. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a no. Um, I would guess that they will actually, you know what? I, I won't even guess because to me with the, with this pick landing at eight, like I think nothing would shock me. It wouldn't shock me if they traded out of the draft, if they got a player that they liked enough, it wouldn't shock me if they traded down wouldn't shock me if they traded up. I actually think the one thing at this point that would shock me the most is if they just took a guy at eight and just he, like incorporated him in, into the rotation for 25 minutes a night. I think that yeah, would surprise I mean, me trade down. the I, most. I, I, yeah, I could. I mean, trade down. Who? I mean, I don't, I don't because know. Because if you, if you look at it, if they – I think the, the wild card here, and again, other people could speak to this more than me, I think the wild card here is Hayes. And I think what makes this really interesting now is the Pistons. So we f- we fell. Where are the Pistons picking? So the Pistons are picking before Seven. us, but they're not in the top four. So if you assume that one of these four teams, even though like, I I don't know which of these guys. Oh, say so the Bulls just got the fourth pick. So let me let me narrate this. So the Bulls just got the, the Bulls, fourth pick. Bulls are going to take Denny. You have got to That's be kidding been, me with this shit. The Hornets just got the third pick. Wow. Uh, which means one. either the Wolves or the you gotta Warriors. Golden State's getting one. The fix is in. Jesus. No, the Warriors Christ. got the second pick, which means the Minnesota Timberwolves. The, Timberwolves. the, the Timberwolves have the, the pick. Timberwolves. Oh, God. So this, is, so this is interesting because that means Wiseman is off the board for number one. And you would think that they're going to take Anthony Edwards because I think he makes the most sense alongside – the rest of those guys, but who knows? Maybe they take ball. But either way, um, someone's taking ball in those top four. I, he's not going to fall, which means the Pistons, who are desperate for a point guard, are going to take the next best point guard, I think. It's Killian I Hayes. Killian Hayes. And that's Killian Hayes, which means he's probably not going to fall to us, which means it's either reaching for a Cole Anthony or a Kyra or a Tyrese or, you know, name your point guard or oh, trading or trading down or trading out. Did you just um, name every possibility? <laughs> <Yep>. Sure did. 
I don't. I, I don't know, man. I, I can't see a trade down happening. I, I I'm with you. I think it could be. A, it could be a Halliburton. Maybe maybe they go up and get Kyra there. Um, Vassell, I think is a viable option. Are you guys? Is it point guard or bust with this pick at eight? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely no. not. You what cannot... it should what it should be or what it will be? No. What it what, what do you feel like it should be? It should it should just be draft a good player. Like yeah. I don't see this as the Knicks suck. Like it's not like there's like a bunch of guys on this team that you're like, oh, we, we can't like we don't need this. Thing. We need everything. Okay, need we need shooting. Man. We need defense. We need. God no, like we need every we need competence. General competence is another thing we need. Like we don't need to be like like this idea that we have to drop the point guard has got to be one of the dumbest fucking things that anybody could keep repeating. Because and I'm not saying you are, but I've yeah. seen like Berman write this in every article he writes. The Knicks need a scoring point. Like the Knicks need a scoring point. They need a scoring shooting guard. They need to score. Like they need everything. They need somebody that can score. Yeah. So like this is it's just stupid thing. Just take the the best player you think fits. Like for me, if I'm just sitting there at eight in this draft, I'm not I'm not worried about upside. I'm trying to get a guy that I can put into my program and get value on his rookie deal and can play basketball. And like if that if Vassell is there, I'm just taking him because he's gonna help. He's gonna force you to play RJ at the three, which is great. Yeah. He can shoot the three. He's a great team defender. Like, you would just just do that. Just be, like, normal. You don't need to, like, try – like, the Knox thing, we don't need to, you know, oh, upside. Like, no, none of that shit, okay? Just take somebody who can play, especially in this draft. Because this is not a draft that's, like, you know, you got, like, 15 guys out there with superstar potential. Like, it's not. So just relax. Don't be the Knicks for a few days. Like, it'll be fine. Just take somebody who can play – and can produce immediately because I don't want to draft another one of these projects. And then like a year into it, everybody's like, why isn't he good yet? He's not producing. Yeah. Let's, this guy sucks. Like just get the cell in here. He'll hit threes. He'll play defense. He'll make RJ play the three. Those are all things that are good. And then let's move on and tank for Kid Cunningham. That was amazing. That was the chat is feeling the uh, rant by the Strickland. I'm seeing a couple Strickland uh, posts in the chat here. Swinney's going off. It's early. We're not even a half hour into this thing. Let's can go. I just can I just say something before yeah, yeah, ahead, I have to ahead. get out of here to record yeah. my mm-hmm. multiple podcasts? Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting. Um, God, it is interesting that the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, have are for sale um, in the worst economic climate that an NBA team has been for sale hmm. in some time. The fix. And they and they get the number one. This is a very strong uh, international draft as well, and I would not be surprised to see teams at the top um, trading down. Anyway, yeah, I, man, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. It sucks. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, let's just be real. I would it does say, suck. It sucks. Kyra is an awesome fit for what the team not only needs, but he's like, I would take him before Cole. He, he, like, going back to the whole elite yeah. trait thing. If you have someone, if you have someone with an elite skill that can amplify other things, you take it. Kyra has the speed. He's like that running back who plants one time and he's in the paint, but. His passing, his vision's not very good, but that doesn't matter when you can make every pass that you want someone to make. And, like, with RJ, who's slow, first of all, I would need to say Knox was shit picked from the beginning, never should have happened. Just need to get that out again. Okay. Um, but Kyra, getting into the paint with RJ, just, like, like, you need athletes around him, guys who can actually collapse the paint and open up potential shots for potential shooters. And he can do that. Cole can't do that though you know he's a better movement shooter and whatnot Vassell, he's not doing that he's a good fit he's going to be a good impact player 
but at the same time, like, it, it's it's too safe of a pick, I guess. And like, it, it's a yeah. good pick. I need upside, man. I, I need upside. I understand yeah. Trini's saying with the safe. I would take Vassell. We need defense as well, of course. And we yeah. need the three point shooting. I would take I him. Mean, to but, piggyback on Kyra, and yeah. I think he's an amazing fit too. If you look at and we we not uh, rattled him off before all of the point guards that Tom Thibodeau has coached, he shares so many of the same strengths. So you you have a coach in place that one Kyra is talented enough to be taken there. So let's not just say it's a reach, but you also have a coach who can get the most out of him and use his skills, hone his skills, and with the way that the NBA is and all of the space that you eventually ideally want on this floor, I mean he's going to be able to get wherever he wants. So I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think, I think Kyra's awesome. And I think he's a guy that whatever kind of combine situation happens or doesn't, I think he's going to be a riser and a guy that eventually starts getting like consistent talk in that top 10. He's apparently been talked about in the eight to 14 range, or like eight, eight to 20. I think it was eight to 20 mm-hmm. as of in back in March or February. I forgot when I heard that, but, that's what it was then. You got to think that probably only gone up since because yeah. they've watched more film on him. And like, he's, he's good. He's not just some, you know, guy who's, who's just okay. Like he's good. Yeah. He has elite skills and he's still super young, like really, really young. Younger than Cole. Yeah. It's like a year younger, right? I think young. Yeah. He's, I, he's younger. I think, uh, like I'm actually, I, and I, I didn't mean when I went off about that, like, I just think it's stupid to be obsessed with, with a point guard, point but guard I actually like. Yeah. I think I have him. I can check right now. Uh, let's see, where do I have Kyra? I have him. I have him uh, actually eighth on my board. So like, hundred oh, percent. If he was there, he'd be like, I'd be fine with that. But I have Vassell at five, and I, I like. I would take. I like. I'll give you. I think that no matter who we pick at that spot this year, the Knicks are probably just going to be a bad team. And I think. Yeah. And I would have said that about like any anybody we pick at any spot this year. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about like is the guy going to make us better this year? I just want somebody who like can play really. Like that's what I want. Can this guy come in and play? And I worry about the reason I worry about a point guard just for the Knicks is like, I think the thing with the point guard and we've seen this so much is we have not shown the patience organizationally. And obviously this is a new organization or a Mm -hmm. new front office. So maybe it's totally different, but we haven't shown the patience organizationally that a young point guard needs. And like point guards tend to struggle uh, earlier in their careers. Just, as a point of order, like it's, it's hard to be responsible, not just for yourself, but like everybody else on the team and like making sure RJ gets his touches and making sure Randall doesn't dribble into 15 guys at once. And like all these different things that he'll have to deal with. And I just worry about that element of it. And like, are we going to bring in a vet? And if we bring in the vet, is Tom Thibodeau going to be like, you know what I mean? Like, is he going to play the vet over him? And then what happens is Frank get lost in the shuffle. What happens to this guy? What happens to that guy? I just worry about that part of it. If they took uh, Kyra, Kira, I don't know. I actually don't know. Um, if you just take him there, I'm, I'm okay with that pick. Like, I think he's worth that slot. Yeah. I just feel like Vassell will probably be on the board. I have him ranked higher. I have Patrick Williams ranked higher. Um, and I have Okoro. Like, I'm not, trust me, like, I have him in the same tier. So it's not like, if they took Kyra, those guys were on the board, I would lose my mind. Um, I just, I'm like, I'm like very big on the idea of if, if you don't think anybody is like a superstar and I don't think any of these guys are particularly have huge star potential. I'm sure we can debate that with Kyra. I just am like more into what is your realistic fit 
going forward on a team? What is your ceiling in that? And like, I just like guys like Vassell and Patrick Williams a lot because I think they force us to play in a way that I like. Like, I think if you draft Patrick Williams, you're almost definitely going to have to play him at the four. And just the idea of him at the four, I, I like that idea of him and Mitch at the four. Are they going to be good next year? Hell no, definitely no. not. Um, but I just like building towards that idea. And like, the cell isn't a guy that's going to make you so much better immediately, but he's a player who I think he, he helps put your team in, into like a certain alignment that I like. Mm-hmm. And I like that he plays next to RJ in a way that I think RJ needs a wing to play next to him in a way. Yeah. Um, like if you have an Anthony Edwards, obviously, which we're not going to have drafting at eight, um, like you, you kind of just put those two together and you're like, all right, guys, figure it out. Like, you know, you, that, that that talent is there. But if not, like I like the idea of a Vassell next to RJ just for the same reasons. Actually, I liked uh, Mikael Bridges when they drafted Knox. Like yeah. I think I mean, sometimes M- Mikael was much, much better than, uh, than Vassell is people like, and I'm not saying you're doing that, but I've seen people throw around the comparison. Not only it was Mikael a much better movement shooter, his like, he was a better team defender, I think. And he, his wingspan, he, like five inches is a lot. Like he had seven two links then, and yeah, the sales is six nine. I'm talking a lot more just specifically about like the idea of that player because it's like not. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that like that type of three and D player is not like something that, it, 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 and I understand it's not something when you're like when you're thinking like oh we have a lottery pick this year you're not like hope we can come out with a three and D guy but like we say that but then you watch these other teams and people and Knicks fans will do this all day they'll be like. Oh, like, why can't we just have guys that like shoot threes and like can switch on defense? And like, and it's like, you said, like, at some point, you have to actually show that you value these things. And like, I just feel like the Knicks always, at least historically, have always ended up either like, it, it just feels like they don't have the patience to develop these projects. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, like, just don't take a project then. Just take well, look, I mean, listen, in, in, in fairness, they, they brought in all these guys, the Paynes and, and, and uh, the Johnny Bryants. Let's see what they do. I'm cautiously don't, enthusiastic don't about this team. I, this don't sleep on approach. Well, let's go with it. Yeah, I, I mean, there's literally 10 guys that if you told me that they, they took at the spot. I just wanted to second the Patrick Williams thing. I mean, he seems yeah. like. It seems like he's going to be the guy. I know I see Spencer shaking his head. It feels like he's the guy that's rising up boards right now. Uh, I Just like reading the tea leaves around. But um, we'll see. On that note, I got to go record a couple of podcasts. Macri, real quick before you leave, yes, just give me please. two What's tidbits. Um, Scott Perry. Is sure. Scott Perry going to be around to draft this pick? Is he going to Sacramento? What are you hearing? No, I think um, – look, I, I, I have no idea. Let me – how can I put this? I have no idea what um, the situation is with him and Sack. All I know is that they there's, you know, and Shams reported this. There's, there's interest there. I, I said a few days ago that there's been communication, the extent of that, what they're, what they've discussed. Like, I can't tell you, um, but it sure seems like it's lining up for him to go there. But to me, the timeline works out that he'll stay through the draft and probably maybe the beginning of free agency. Um, you know, it seems like they want to do a process in Sacramento. Um, but he's, I mean, look, he's by all indications, everything I've heard, he's committed to like, he's, he, he bought in. Let me, re- let me mm. say that he bought in when Leon Rose came aboard. He wanted to be a part of doing this. I think the Sa- Sacramento situation has kind of come out of nowhere. 
So, yeah, that's probably the, the best way I could put it at this point. Hey, if we can get some draft compensation out of it, go ahead. <laughs> Good luck to Scott Perry, man. Thanks for everything. Um, yeah, right. If we get Macri, a pick back for the trade back, that's funny. Yeah, get that pick back that we <laughs> right? traded. That would be best. So, uh, Macri, man, definitely appreciate the time, man. Uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Of course. Thanks for having me on. And uh, shout out to all these guys. And uh, Spencer, have a beer, man. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely, man. Y- y'all know when. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to everybody later. Jonathan Macri in the building. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We are at um 1,700, 1,748 people watching on Knicks Fan TV. Hit that thumbs up. Let's get those likes up. Salute to everybody watching on Facebook as well. This show is presented by Manscaped, the number one men's grooming tool below the waist. Live sports are back, people, and it's very possible that you could see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. That's why our partners at Manscaped have partnered with us to make sure that your Nuggets are well protected before that matchup happens. And that's with the Lawnmower 3.0. State-of-the-art aerodynamic. It has these dope ceramic blades. Skin-safe technology, fellas, so you make sure there's no cuts, no nicks, no snags. You know what I mean? When you guys are stepping out of that quarantine on your date, got to come correct, fellas. Make sure that that lawn is nicely trimmed, comes with a nice LED light. You can use it in the shower as well. It's wireless. We have a base charger, um, long battery life. This is a game changer right here, fellas. Make sure that you get right. Right now on Manscaped.com, we are offering 20% off your purchase and free shipping with the promo code NYX. So make sure that you guys don't miss that. Go to www.manscaped.com, enter promo code NYX for 20% off and free shipping on your lawnmower 3.0. All right, let's um let's get to the phones. We got some fans in here that's wanted to weigh in. Let's go to um Dan from Long Island. First in. Dan, how you been, man? Long time, bro. What's good, man? How you feeling, Dan? Listen, Talk to me, first man. Of how you all, feeling? I gotta tell you something. JL on the on the YouTube channel, he he is exhibiting everything that I'm feeling. <laughs> that man hasn't said a word like in 15 minutes. He's shocked. Hi. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough, I'm, man. I'm sick. I'm tight. I'm tight, but man. Listen, <laughs> I, I do agree with one thing that some of your panelists said tonight. You need a guy who can step in and play. CPV and you have talked about this forever. We, I, I can't pay any, you know, I, I can't go down there anymore and watch these Knicks. I, a guy's got to be able to come in and play. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to see another Kevin Knox. And, and this is where Rose is going to have to demonstrate, you know, we need to get our Spider Mitchell out of this draft. You know what I'm saying? You got to go get a player that maybe you guys aren't rating very high, but that the professional scouts think can play. That's what has to happen. Right now. I don't scout. care if that's the kid from Memphis, whether that's Precious. I don't care if it's a power forward. I don't care if it's a point guard. Again, we need to get a guy who can step in and play. This team is not good enough to be sitting here and saying, we need X, we need Y, we need everything. And I just hope that, you know, I know we have a bunch of picks. I, I really hope whether we package some of them together to get, to get someone who can step in and play, or the scouting department finds someone from Europe, or finds a kid who maybe isn't. You know, as rated high by the prognosticators, everybody else, we need someone who can step in and play. But listen, uh, JL, keep your head up, man. 
You know, I'm we're, back, we're gonna, man. We're I'm going to get this. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. JL, let's keep your head up, man. But listen, yeah, it's, listen. It's, it's, I warned it's, everybody it's, in the beginning, yeah, man. This may yeah. not be the draft where we where we get that game changer, but it could be just it's another cog in the wheel, draft. man. Could be another cog in the wheel, man. JL, so what are you thinking about I, this, I, man? I feel you, man. I, I think since I've been saying for the longest, Lamelo, Kira, Lamelo, Killian, Kira, Lamelo, Killian, Kira. I'm gonna stick with that. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna go with Kira. Um, a guy I feel like um, I know his passing isn't what it's all up to me, but the speed, like Spencer said, is 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 Ferrari Ferrari like speed. I feel like his passing got better as time went on too. I seen him make some really crazy like live action one handed passes on the on the nose to like the guy sitting at three point line. So I'm hoping that maybe you know he can gain some more of that point guard awareness as time goes on and Tom Thibodeau can coach him up on that side of the ball. And and we'll just go from there because to me, with the point guards we have, I just want to pretty much clear house, man. Like, like I, I, I just yeah. want to clear like get clean, 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 clean the house, man. Go, I feel you. Bro. Dennis Mew Jr. go, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Alpha Payton go, getting in some young talent so we can actually have a semi-core and then worry about the free agency stuff later. I'm not super, I'm not super confident we're going to get like a game changing point guard free agent this season. So for me, I feel like it's it's even more imperative that we try to draft a, a, a young point guard. We have something to look forward to. You know even, even if we end up moving a, a point guard later on past this season, you know, especially considering that once we get past that second tier, everybody's in this weird clump together where there's no big separation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I feel like it's good to to concentrate on the point guard at this point. I think mm-hmm. uh, that's I, I agree. Like I think it all depends on what is their goal for next season. Like I don't think there's anything they can really do that's going to make them some high no. quality team. No, but like, mm-hmm. are they trying to? Are they very? Are they okay with like drafting Akira, and and dealing with the fact that he might struggle? Like I said, like like young point guards struggle initially. That happens all the time. Like, are they okay with that possibility? And you know, letting him take his lumps and riding through that, and and hoping you know, like obviously he comes to the other end and he's much better for it. Like, are they okay with that, or are they going to want to make sure that we put together something on the court next year? that resembles from the jump like you you know every night this is going to be a functional team it's going to be a professional outfit and we're going to compete every night even if we're not well i think a lot of that is going to come from the money a lot of that's going to come from free agency yeah and so and so you're right and that's what i want to so like is there if that's their thinking like if they're like you know what we cannot we don't have the wherewithal and we need to get solid point guard playing here like we if they're just like we need to go get a fred van vliet this summer we need that because we need to get a solid point guard in here to help rj like to help rj not have to like carry some large playmaking burden to to help mitch like so mitch doesn't have to roll into the paint into some like clogged you know 15 people standing there kind of thing uh, to have a point guard, like to have a a point guard, you can run a high pick and roll with, and he can pull from third, like thirty feet out. Even like we don't, we haven't even had that basic thing. Like the Knicks have not had a point guard who will just run a high pick and roll 
and might actually be somewhat of a threat to shoot from there since like Raymond Felton in twenty twelve. That's, that's a fact. I, that's I get it. That's a fact. And I get, so like I just think like if they if I I'm saying I'm not disagreeing with you, JLS. I'm just saying like I know if they're if that's how they want to proceed, where they're just like we need to look like a professional outfit because that's what's important to like us moving forward to maybe attract free agents in twenty twenty one or to you know just because that's how we feel like to best develop rj barrett and mitchell robinson then i think you have to go a different way with that that pick and so i think like just what their goals are for next year really shape like who they should be targeting because if you're okay with just like taking your lumps like i know the last caller just called in he was talking about a donovan mitchell like and i get like that's somebody basically i mean that's like somebody that came in and had a larger impact than anybody really thought at the time that he would and so like i think when you're talking about like who in that draft could be that guy like I actually do think Kira, like, I mean, I know it's weird because I was just saying, like, what if he struggles to begin with? But, like, he is a super fast point guard. He did play two years in college, full years in college, and he's younger than Cole Anthony. He's got really good shooting metrics. He's, like, as uh, Spencer touched on before, his speed has unlocked his ability to hit with passes to corner shooters and things like that. Like, there's things there that you can look at and be like, this kid might have more upside even immediate upside than we're letting on because one thing we know is that oftentimes when these guys that come in and immediately exceed expectations are are just like these kind of like these these athletes that they get into like an nba floor where there's more space and all of a sudden like they're able to do things at a higher level than you expected like mitchell benefited from that a lot too so i i do think like there's an argument if you're gonna if that's what you're looking for you know, Kira might be your best upside play at that spot. I think, like, I, I tweeted this, like, a month and a half ago, just maybe, I don't know, I guess just in the uh, the restart started, watching Kyra, Kira, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Kyra, I could be wrong, but watching him play, watching him get into the paint with such ease at Alabama, then realizing just how much more space the floor is in the NBA and how much more, like, just how, how faster the game is, like if he obviously I'm not saying he's going to do as well as he did last year in the NBA in his first year. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that this idea that he's a long project that not saying, you know, anyone on here has said, but like, you know, I've seen it's like, he can come in. He has three fast break points, three fast break opportunities a game. You know, say he makes all three of them or four of them, he makes three of them at six points right there. You're telling me he can't get at least another eight points in the half court across the other four quarters. 14 points a game, five assists for a fucking fly. Five assists, you know, as a rookie point guard, that's good. And you know that Tibbs will spam pick and rolls, and he can mm-hmm. pass out of the pick and roll. Sorry, Corey wants to say something, I think. <laughs> no, I, was laughing, at, I was laughing at the fly uh, scenario. No, I agree, <laughs> I agree with you, man. I, look, Kyra, not, I, you know, we're talking about his, his speed and his ability, um, you know, <laughs> to use that extra space. He's a guy who could pull it off the bounce too. Like he's yeah. a guy who can knock down You're shots. Mind. And yeah. and you you look at, you know, like Spencer mentioned, you know, watching guys in the bubble, you look at Dame and you look at CJ and you look at these guys who having that threat off the bounce behind the three-point line outside of the fact that he's a blaze and he can get to the hoop probably if he didn't have the shot, that extra shot and you don't know if he's going to pull it or get to the hoop, he is going to be a dynamite scorer. Um, and I agree, he's going to be able to get to that 13, 14 points a game um, if he's given the role that I think that he'll be able to to kind of take next year. Um, 
just just with his skills. I, I think he's just super underrated as a skills guy. I think people look at him because he's fast and think that that's what that's what he is. But he's got more to his bag than just speed. I think the he's, speed he's... just like amplifies those skills, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What it does. Yeah. I mean, like the quicker you can get to the paint, as long as you're making the quick reads, which you know he's it's definitely something he's improved at. Then you don't really need much more else to have an impact in the game. Like if you exactly. can collapse the defense, that's an immense skill that every team needs, especially a team with the Knicks who are like, you know, RJ's not the most crafty athletic guy attacking Facts. the paint. So Facts. it'd be, it'd be a good dynamic. And, and Tibbs yeah. has certainly yeah. been on record as saying that's what he values. Uh, someone that can get in the paint, collapse the defense, get us some easy corner threes. And, mm-hmm. you know, listen, if Kyra, if it's going to take some time to develop him in, in, into, uh, you know, the, your, your prototypical point guard in that fashion, and it is what it is, man. As when he said, if 2021 is the focus, this is just could just be, you know, a transitional pick. Right. And and I also want to add to like, 36% from three, but also want to add, I'm not super confident that we're going to be able to pull a, a Van Fleet from the Toronto Raptors considering, you know, Van I feel like bowling in the bubble right now. Yeah, right? they're going to make him a priority. So I, I'm not looking for, you know, a big, point guard stabilizer savior this year I, I, i'm not putting all my eggs in van vliet or chris paul getting here so you know, when, when dj I, augustine's my guy i think yeah, augustine, DJ augustine definitely good. makes sense yeah, I, I guess a little a but, little holdover a little that's holdover. exactly he's a holdover um, which would be great for us but you know that's why I, I, i'm i'm thinking i'm running with uh Tyler Lewis. Listen, on the Van Fleet topic don't put it past ujiri man if, if he's going big game hunting for the freak you never know. Jerry has has proven to to not you know to to go against conventional wisdom, man. He does his own thing, so you never know. Uh, if they're going for the freak, he he may make Van Fleet uh, available. It may let him walk, but I I don't know. I I don't see it. I, I think he ends up I, I staying think, still. I think I think uh, what people are underestimating is like Van Fleet was going to enter this summer in a totally different situation. Like it's weird because I think. A lot of times we don't think about it. It doesn't get talked about enough in sports. But, like, COVID is a huge – not just – I mean, obviously we see with the bubble. But, like, yeah. financially it's a huge drain. Like, Big deal. there's serious cash flow issues. Big deal. And I don't know what is – I don't know Toronto's ownership very well. I, I, I can't speak to that. But I do have – I mean, I've read a lot. And a lot of the indication is agents are telling players, like, take a one-year deal and hit the market next summer when we have a better idea mm. of, like, what the cap is going to look like. So I think the Knicks having as much cap space as they will this summer, free cap space, it, you can use it in two ways, right? Like you can overpay, like, you know, you can be like, you know what, Joe Harris, we just want somebody that can shoot the floor, like spread the floor. We'll pay him 20, like the Sixers did with uh, JJ Redick, right? We'll give you 25 million for one season. Just come here and shoot the ball for us. Um, like you could do something like that, or you could look at somebody like Van Vliet. You can be like, all right, he's not going to have this robust market that he probably would have normally. It, like if you offer him for 80 million or something, I know people look at that and they're like, that's a crazy amount of money. That's less than that is literally going to be less by the end of that contract. That will be like 15% of the cap. That'll be like 15% of the cap for a start. Do you say I didn't hear the number for 80, 20, 20 a year. Yeah. That's, that's less than that's literally right now. That's like 18% of the cap by the end of that contract. It'll likely be 15% of the cap. Isn't like, he getting that now? I feel like he's going to no, want more. No, he's, he's on, he's on, right now. Now. no, he's, he's not getting nine. that right now. Yeah, yeah, he's on like nine million. So oh. you're talking about giving him more than double the money, and like, you know, whatever you think about four eighty million, in a time like this, like that is life changing money, and that's money that he's set yeah. now. Like he's set, he's on, he's on that contract. You're set for the rest of your life. If there's not like I don't, the only other teams that can really like 
offer big money, I think, this summer would be like it's the Knicks, it's Atlanta. Yeah. He's not, but Atlanta's not going to sign Fred Van Vliet. Right. Okay. They're not right. going to do that. Uh, it is, it is, uh, Charlotte has Detroit. And, Let's cap. Looking. Yeah. And Detroit. So like really it's probably between us and Detroit in that situation. Like if there are going to be teams bidding for him, I'm saying. Right. So like, I, I just think like, I don't know. Like I, I keep like going back to this and I just find it crazy that for a team that like, you know, we sit here and we've just been talking about it for so much. It's like the Knicks haven't had a point guard in forever. Right. Like we haven't had a good point guard playing forever. Mm-hmm. We need a good point guard play. And I just feel like it's crazy how many Knicks fans are so scared to give somebody like Van Vliet that kind of money because they're like, there's this weird thing about he's a system point guard. Like, I don't know what fucking system lets makes you good at shooting like pull-up threes. I don't know what system Defense that is. Defense like he is. What's up? Defense also. He's, yeah, he's tiny and he, he, he legit guards, you know, a position and a he's half, scrappy, not man. all two. He, he, yeah. he's, 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 he's scrappy. Van Fleet yeah. definitely be an interesting pickup. Um, let me get to some more phone calls. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're about 1,500 in the chat. Uh, welcome, everybody, to uh, Knicks Fan TV, Nick of Time Show. This is the NBA Draft Lottery Show. Knicks picking eighth, man. What do you guys think? Leave a comment in the chat. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Um, definitely have to shout out a lot of the Super Chats. We got a lot of Super Chats in, and we will get to those as well. Uh, remember, this show is also available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher, so you never have an excuse to miss it. And if you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out, man. Leave us a hashtag new. All right, back to the phones. Here we go. Nate from Rochester in the building. Nate, how are you feeling tonight, man? Hello, guys. Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to make it quick because yeah. you guys probably got a lot of people. Yep. Um, this isn't the end of the world. This draft class is, uh, from everything that I've read, it's pretty weak. Um, I've already put all my basket, uh, eggs in my basket to the 21 pick. So it's, I think it's a good thing that we didn't waste our luck here. If we got the number one pick, it might have uh, – I don't know the basketball guys, how they work, but I think we should go for 20 to 21. And uh, on who we should pick, I think yeah. the need for a point guard, we do need one. But I still think, like, a number one option, like, true score type thing is more important. And uh, if you want to address the point guard right now, it's fine. But I still think that it's overstated how uh, how much we really need a point guard. I think, um, like, a score would do much more for us. So give me yeah, a pick. Who's, who's your pick? Give me, give me a pick. You can't hang up without a pick, bro. Yeah, uh, number eight. Um, honestly, I, I was thinking we're gonna be a like four or five. It might have been wishful thinking, but um, I'll just say Devin Vassell, just because from okay. everything that you guys said, he knows how to play basketball. He chooses and plays defense. He's a strong man. Show, He'll work with any team. So yeah, just give me him, I guess. All right, yeah. no, no doubt, Nate. Good, good to hear from you, man. It's been a minute, bro. Definitely good to hear from you, man. Yeah, man. All right, catch up. Yeah, Nate, Nate's an OG, man. Nate, Nate's been an OG caller. All right, let's hear from Will from the Bronx. What's going on, Will? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, y'all? How you feeling, bro? What's going How on, How y'all man? doing? Good. All right. I'm good, man. I'm good. So, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Um, My personal feeling, I do believe that Leon Rose will find a way to somehow either trade down or to trade up. I do feel that this is his first pick, and I do believe that he's, he wants to make a splash. 
I think he wants to have a signature pick. Um, and I def and, and I do believe that he has his eyes on. I think he had his eyes on Lamelo for sure. you know for 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 quite some time. So I do believe that. Uh, I, I I do believe that we're, we're probably going to find some way to try to trade up in the draft. Um, it's going to be a costly trade, boy. If we don't trade up, then I suspect that we either might uh, move forward with either maybe Anthony Cole. I think that Anthony Cole kind of fits uh, a Tom Thibodeau's mode of a point guard, of like an athletic attacking point guard that could get to the paint, that could get to the paint at will. Um, he could he could shoot. He got to Jimmy. Um, so I, I definitely could see them doing that. And I definitely could see them trading back or using the second pick to maybe try to trade up in the later in, in, in trade up in the in later in the round to try to snatch up uh, Kara Lewis. Uh, I'm really high on Kara Lewis. I, I like the fact that he could. Um, uh, 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 I'm not sure who who, uh, uh, who brought it up, but the fact that he could. Uh, he, he, he's uh, he's lightning quick. Um, he can get to the hole at will, and he can pull up a three. So, like, I, I like in this in this arrow point guards. I think I think that is I think that is a must. Okay. But I I I, I believe that those three scenarios. I think one of those scenarios is going to happen. As long as we do not pick. Halliburton. <laughs> I know there's a caller that always calls yeah. and he's talking about that Jay we need to um, with him. We do not need Halliburton. Keep Halliburton the bleep away from my team. <laughs> I, I, like, I know everybody says about him shooting and him playing defense. I am tired of seeing point guards. I, I call them struggle point guards. I'm, I'm tired of seeing struggle point guards who can't get into the hole play for the Knicks. I'm tired Let's of it. See. We, it, it, it needs to stop. Like we, we, we need to stop the madness. Like we, we need to be serious. I appreciate so, yeah. the call, man. That, that, that. So, so, Spencer, talk to me, man. What do you think about Halliburton? Is Halliburton, in your opinion, a, a Thibodeau type of um, guard or point guard? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, I don't um, think so either. Point. Just yeah, look at like every point guard. You no, know, we touched on before every point guard who the Knicks, who the Knicks, who Tibbs has had. It's always been someone who can get into the paint, who's you know athletic. Um, who can create for himself and others off the bounce. And Halliburton, you put him in drop coverage, you're giving him mid-range jump shots, which he's probably missing off the back rim. And if he attacks, if there's a big standing in the way, he's probably going up for a floater because he's, you know, afraid to attack the rim. Um, he's he, he's a very skilled passer. Um, can't take that away from him. I just worry, and I spoke about this on Bassini's podcast, that, you know, the way defense is, are played now and how they, you know, if there's an, an easy way to exploit someone's lack of offensive skill, they do it. The, you know, the simplest pick and roll drop coverage, sorry, the simplest pick and roll coverage is drop. Um, if you put him in drop coverage, if you try to defend the pick and roll with him and just have a big standing, like he can be 15 feet in front of him, he's completely screwed because in theory, everybody, everybody else is, um, is, Staying home on their man. Yeah. Sorry, the fly came back. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think Halliburton 
Like, you know, he's not an engine guy. He's a connecting piece. Yeah. He's, he's someone who you could put next to a guy. Like, you know, he'd look fine next to Luca. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe not Luca, but he needs someone who can actually get into the paint app. Well, although Luca can do that just differently. Sorry. A real uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> if if point. we draft Halliburton, I'm fucking done with this team. Like, <laughs> I like Halliburton, but that's Sweet, just joke. easy on the cursing. I got to make sure my I get bad. my ad my dollars. Bad. I got to make bad. sure <laughs> I get my ad revenue. YouTube's well, listening. I, YouTube's it, it, Big Brother's watching, man. Just be easy I, on the I'm, cursing. You good? I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, it, I just that would I would be done. Yeah. Like that's that's he's a good player, but like Spence, like he's like a you need to put him in a specific. You got to put him in a perfect situation. The, the yeah. Knicks are not the like the Knicks right now are. If you take a like. Like, okay, Vassell, the reason I like him is because you don't need to, like, do a whole lot to be like, yeah, dude, shoot threes and play defense, right? He's going to do those things. Halliburton, he can shoot threes, but he's, like, a pure catch-and-shoot guy yeah. at the next level. And he can't – and he he's, like – he plays, like – okay, so he, he can shoot, but he's, like, a lot – like, Frank in the sense that he's not this dynamic ball-handling guy that's going to break down a defense, mm -hmm. which is fine. And, like, you can get away with that a little bit more if you're Frank's size because you can still be like, all right, but he can defend one to three. Halliburton can defend one and then, like, maybe half He can't even defense. defend, like, ones, yeah. though, because his, his footwork and his foot speed is – it's poor. Mm -hmm. I just I just don't get it with him, like, for the Knicks, at least. Like – like, excellent team defender though yeah, like like what what spencer was saying about you know like insert like if you have an engine on base if you have an offensive engine and you want to add a halliburton that makes sense but like for the knicks like no matter what you think about rj he's not ready right now even yeah. if you think he has that ability he's, he's not, not ready to there run the offense yet. he's not ready and to so run the offense to, yeah you need to get guys that can make the game easier for rj barrett yeah. make the game easier for mitchell robinson and like like there are different True. ways to do that but, like, to me, I don't see how Hallie does that in any way. And so, like, somebody with Kira, like, like something like Kira, he's going to come in and he's going to be able to penetrate and get to, into the paint. And, like, then he can swing out to RJ. Now you're talking about, okay, now RJ can attack a rotating defense versus, like, I mean, I guess Alfred Payne could have done that last year. He passed anybody with Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah, he uh, can go. But, yeah, he can go, like, get him out of there. But, like, you know, theoretically, like, that that would work. Like, that, that's a better situation. And, like, not just that. You put Kira with Mitch and, like, uh, you know, like, they were talking about. Uh, that's a fun pick and roll. Like, yeah, they're yeah. talking. Like, like, Kira can pull. He can pull. He can shoot that above the break three. But he can also, like, he can get in the paint. He can speed Mitch. And, like, I just think that, like, the, like he's a player who can add dimensions to your team and dimensions that you need. I don't see what dimensions – Halliburton's adding that like you're you're dying to have right now yeah. because you're not even you're not even at the point that the things that he brings to the table matter like True. it makes no it's like it would be like I, I can't even think of an analogy right now because I'm so annoyed but like <laughs> I just can't I, I would not be able to do it I just can't I would not be able to I it's all good man let me, let me get to some of these reads man <laughs> salute to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up on for you boys we got a 100 euro donation from Ireland all the way from the Emerald Isle my guy Alex Collins up late over there in Ireland sends us a 100 euro donation uh, appreciate that, Alex. We got Robert Beckford sends us a super chat. He says, uh, what's up, fellas? Nick's FTW underscore H-O-T-K from Twitter. Hanging with y'all instead of BSPN. Yeah, good good job, man. <laughs> good job, man. We don't rock with those guys, man. You know, we don't rock with the establishment, so we appreciate that. Um, Michael Parker sent us a super chat. He said, LaMelo or bust. So um, he doesn't get his uh, wish there. 
Um, Dallas and twenty five says he's speaking it into existence. We got the number one in the okay. These these came in before the pick, so Dallas appreciate it. Robert Paris definitely appreciate the super chat. Uh, Angel Rosario, it, my guy Angel from the MLB offices. He said they're ten deep watching us tonight. All star panel on All Star Night. Yeah, man, we got a great crew with us. Definitely appreciate everybody for coming in and giving us some insights for sure. Uh, Angel Fernandez says um, he wanted the top three pick. Definitely didn't get it. Sorry, Angel. Gary Ebron, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Bad Book One, he's a Bulls fan. Uh, Corey, he, has, he says he's been away oh. for too long. He wasn't missing it. Hoping his Bulls do something, but good luck to all. Salute to the chat and all Knicks fans. Salute to you guys. A lot of these came in earlier, so definitely appreciate it. Um, we're going to get back to reading the Super Chats, but let's get back to the phones. Eric from Connecticut, how you feeling, man? Hey, yo, what's good, man? How you feeling, bro? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. Honestly, being a Knicks fan is funny because, you know, I was so hyped <laughs> for this whole draft lottery thing, and I heard your number eight. I literally had no reaction at all. Uh, like, it didn't uh, even save me because I'm the just worst. The worst case scenario was realized, man. The worst case scenario was realized, but it, it is <laughs> what it is, man. Yeah, no, but death though. But I feel like eight ain't really a bad spot to be in. I mean, we brought guys in like um, Walt Perrin from the Jazz, the guy from the OKC, and the other young scouts that they were raving about. You know, this is what they're here for. They're here to find. They're yeah. here to scout and find the right player for us. And I feel like, you know, as long as you do your due diligence, you might be able to find some sleepers, especially with this whole COVID-19 thing. You know, they didn't even have no March Madness. So, you know, nobody – there's so many sleepers in this draft. I feel like I know everybody's saying this is a bad draft, but they said the same thing about that Anthony Bennett draft. And guess who was in that draft? The Greek Freak. Now, I'm not seeing any no Greek Freak in this draft. I'm just saying there's always going to be sleepers no matter what, especially with you know, us not being able to see everybody play a full season in college ball or even international. You never know. Yeah, but, yeah, but, uh, never, never know. McCollum was in that draft, too. McCollum was in that draft, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I know Spencer's sleeper is Alexei Pokusevsky, so. That, yeah, it's that's actually funny. Guy. You, you bring up Giannis, he and Giannis played in the same league. And obviously, so you can't use stats without context. You can't, sorry, you can't, stats without context, stats without video is useless. Or it's all useless, just like vice versa. Poku is a special type of player in that he's huge, incredibly skilled for someone his size, but just very generally looking at his stats and how they match up with Giannis's from Giannis's time in the Greek second division, they're better. Not saying he's going to be better than Giannis. I'm just saying for everyone who's crapped on the league, that uh, Poku is coming from. Giannis came from the same league, and you know, Poku, at least from the stats, played better. And he definitely was more skilled than Giannis was at the same stage. Alexei Pokusevsky, man. Um, yeah, let, let's see where he ends up. I don't, I don't see them trading up or down from this pick, though. I, I don't know what you guys think about it, but I, I don't see them trading. The, the, a trade up for any of these, you know, uh, elite prospects for a Lamelo is, is going to be way too costly. I don't think they're going to dip into the twenty-one asset, uh, um, you know, the twenty-one assets to go get them. I don't. I don't see them going up to go get Lamelo. I, I think I, I would trade. I would a Dallas pick if you could I, trade like Knox, a Dallas pick eight, and like you know a future second or something like that to go up and get Lamelo. I would do it. So, like, the, the issue, though, is just looking at how the board fell. Like, Minnesota, if they trade that pick, they're going to want a player. 
Uh, Golden State, if they trade that pick, they're going to want a player. Right. Uh, Golden State, Char- needs to, they're ready to win now. They want somebody yeah. that can contribute right now. Right. Right, Charlotte. Like, who the hell knows what Jordan wants? <laughs> yeah. uh, Cody oh, Zeller. He, Cody gonna, Zeller three point oh. I could see the call Anthony. He wants call Anthony. You want see guy? I could. I could. That's an easy one. I could definitely see. I could see like a trade with the Bulls, but man, every time we trade with the Bulls, either they win or nobody wins. So like, <laughs> we want to do that again. Um, I'll I don't take know. The like, Bulls win scenario. Yeah, so, like, I just, so let's run through this. Let's run through this. Minnesota yeah, has has a number one pick. If they keep it, it's Edwards. It's Edwards. Yeah, it's Edwards. That's Edwards for sure. Okay. Now Golden State. I I know they like Denny for a fact. I like right. I a hundred like for a fact they like Denny, and I think they would take him at two. Yeah, and you Denny think they would take like, him that high at two? Yep. I think that's after a perfect. This, after, spot yeah. I told him. you, CP. They like that Denny's that's, a yeah. Denny player. He, oh, well, he, he would fit perfectly for them. He's a perfect player for them because he can. The, the two teams, the, the two teams the I know love Denny are the Bulls and the Warriors. Like I'm 100 certain on that. Charlotte, I mean, what about Wiseman for Charlotte? <laughs> I'd laugh. I, they, do they, they don't have. They like just all their bigs are now free agents, right? Like yeah, Zeller Al Jefferson's long Yambo. gone. Zeller's gone. Yambo. <laughs> <laughs> No way, LeBron. Hey, Alan Jefferson was my dude in fantasy basketball, man. Don't sleep. He was a double-double machine. Um, (laughs) Yo, Wiseman to Charlotte could be be a viable option, though. Yeah, or even, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they would do it, but, like, I could see a Coro. I mean, I would take a Congo before Wiseman, but I could see Michael Jordan liking a Coro a lot. Interesting. Because of his attitude? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Four, Corey, where are you bulls? What are you thinking for boys? Look, I... If the Bulls can get Avdia, I'm, uh, I would be stoked about that. I think that he's a guy that, like, you know, I, I've discussed it with you. I don't really love the Kobe White-Zach Levine playmaking combo. <laughs> so you slot a guy like Denny who is going to play a little three and four who can playmake a little bit. Um, I think that that would be great. Granted, I don't want the Bulls to be drafting for fit either because they're not in any position to, to just try to – um, do that. So whoever the best talent left is, that's who they got to take. It could be Denny. You know, the way we were just breaking down the board, I mean, if Charlotte took Wiseman, if Golden State took Denny and, and they took Edwards, the Bulls would be left with LaMelo. And um, I mean, I know that, uh, you know, their new management said that they want to take guys that can make plays, that are talented, and it's going to be up to whoever the coaching staff is to develop those guys. Mm. Um, so I could see a scenario where if LaMelo fell, because that's how the board played out, that the Bulls can end up with LaMelo and all that stuff that I said earlier about him goes out the window. And I think he's the greatest player of all time. <laughs> all right. So let's go. All right. So let's go with the Bulls with LaMelo. They're taking the upside there. Wow. LaMelo's the forward. In a crowded <laughs> backport. They're taking him. Cleveland. Do they go Okongwu there? Do they go Okoro yes. there? I th- I think it's going to be either Okongwu or Wiseman, whichever one is. Okongwu or Wiseman, the the, the difference. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta. Uh, I could I could see Killian or Vassell. Yeah. I could see I could see Vassell or Halliburton, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we talked yeah. about Halliburton as as a connector. Yeah, I think Halliburton. And, you know, for the same reason that I thought that he's a good fit next to Stephen Curry, he's a good fit next to Trey. Um, you know, he's kind of a one and a half. You could kind of play him. 
with, you know, Herter when Trey's on the bench and let him run some point, but you could also play him off ball with Trey. It also give Trey a little bit of time off ball um, when Halliburton handles it. So that could be a good fit, but I do still think that's a little early for him. Um, you know, he's a guy I don't know I would want to take that early, but he, he does fit there. And then Detroit, if you go Halliburton, Atlanta. Killian. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Detroit's been working out with Bo Bynum too. So I think I think if you if you want like let's say you're like we can't trade up for Lamelo, I think you have to get ahead. But you want Killian, you have to get ahead of Detroit have because to. I think I think Killian I think Killian will still be there at five, like six. Yeah. I'm just with the way the board fell, I'd be surprised if he's not. Um, and I actually don't think it would cost that much to get up to six. Um, yeah, yeah, now that I'm looking at the board, if you're looking four through six, it might not be that costly. If you if you if Lamelo's the target, if Lamelo's the target, you got to think though that Detroit's probably interested in the same guys too. So then it would come down to how much are you willing to give up more than Detroit, more than Detroit is. Exactly. Yeah. I just I'm just not like I, I I have not even started to look into the 21 draft or anything like that. But I've talked Gabe. to Spencer enough. I've talked to like I've talked to enough people that follow the draft and read enough from people that, that do the draft that like you should not dip into that twenty one. No. And I know people are like the Dallas pick's not going to be anything. My understanding is that like if Dallas finishes whatever, let's say they are the twentieth best team, they have the twentieth pick. Now the twentieth pick in that next year's draft is worth like a mid lottery pick in this draft. Mm. Um, oh, I think it might be worth. Oh, never mind. Like more, right. like it's a better. No, no. Oh. I, I I registered mid lottery as fifteen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so <laughs> like, yeah. So like my so like I just you would really, really, really have to believe in some guy in this draft, which everybody seems to believe is just not filled with top end talent. Like I, I'm not like you know if you can move up using like the Clippers pick and some seconds and stuff like <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm just not really – and, like, I actually, I would move the 23 Dallas pick because I think that pick is stupid to hold on to. Uh, it's like a top 10 protected – Yeah, like, lottery protected, yeah. That. Use that for a trade. Don't use that to hold on to. Well, look, uh, I mean – if they, I do that, but yeah. If they stand firm at eight, you could have Vassell there. You, obviously, you can go get Kira. I'm telling you, don't sleep on this OB pick, man. Randall is on the block. I'm telling you, you all this right now. Julius Randall is on the block. That is number one priority for this team. They're going to try to trade him. I'm telling you right now, and I'm buying. I'm buying the CAA conspiracy. I'm buying the CAA Illuminati that they got going on in there. Oh, Obi, Obi could be the pick. I'm so like the guy we haven't talked about at all that I totally think might be on their radar now is is Maxi. He Kenny Payne raved about him before he ever got the Mm -hmm, next job. mm -hmm. Uh, like Berman tweets this out every day now. Like, oh, Kenny Payne. Love you, Berman. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, like he, had, like he, had, I mean, he, I, and obviously it's his guy, so he's gonna, he, he's not gonna say anything publicly, like, you know, I don't like, like he's not gonna actually voice concerns about him, right? Um, right. But like, I, I do think that, like Maxi, if you're just talking about the profile of guard, like I do like the idea of that type of combo guard next to RJ, not yeah. at the, not at one. Like I would still use Maxi as a two and play and get a point. Right. But like I do like the idea of how maxi profiles next to rj i am not super familiar enough with him yet to like say you know like 
I, I like him enough to put him where I did on my board, like to have him in my second tier, but I haven't watched enough yet to be like, definitely this is a guy I would take. But like, I just, from when I watched him, I just like, I love the way he carries himself when he plays. I think he like, I think he is he's about winning. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like about winning. He's a and gamer. I, know that I like stupid. that. I like how he approaches yeah. the game as well, man. I like how Maxi approaches the game. Go ahead, Jails. Yeah. It's just the 20, 28% from three is just like, ah. Uh. It's, it's, it's a he's a better shooter though because he shot what 80s from the free throw line and his finishing in the paint his touch is absurd and like if you watch the 65%. shot like mm-hmm. yeah like like i mean he's finishing through contact left hand right hand but like he, he's shooting you know like most guys you know you're shooting here right he's shooting here he like blocking his eyesight so if you raise it up a little bit mm. and then instead of shooting out he's shooting up like him hitting 40 percent from three might not happen him hitting 38 percent on like eight, you know, seven attempts a game, whatever. I mean, I don't know what Kyle Lowry is, but that's the archetype archetype I was trying to I would go for with Maxi. I don't know if that, he got that junk in the trunk. Not yet. <laughs> um, Using squats. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I think Maxi's shot comes around like maybe not year one, but I think it's going to be you know it's, he's going to be a good shooter. Yeah, his I, form I like is him. good. His form is solid. Yeah. He just shoots it in front of his face. He's he's got a low mm-hmm. release, and that's why you know. He'll back rim it, and he, he doesn't have that consistent shot. But you see that he's yeah. a shot maker. He can get to a shot. He's yeah. got range, and he's just got to work on moving that ball up a little bit higher, like Spencer said. Um, and he shot it better at lower levels. So, you know, there yeah. it, it's almost like an outlier that he shot it poorly this year. And also, you know, with Kentucky guys, you know, you see the last couple of years, they didn't exactly get to show everything in their bag. You know, you look at Tyler Harrow, you look at SGA, who okay. were able to to show a little bit more once they got to the NBA true, where, true. you know, the floor was a little more open for them um, and they were given a little more freedom. And I think that Maxie's the same kind of guy. So, to me, Good I'm point. high on Maxie, especially because he's a pit bull defender. Um, and you know that at the at the minimum, you're going to get a guy who, who grinds hard on that end and can do fun stuff on the offensive end, even if his shot didn't come along. Um, so, I'm in on Maxie. I, I have him. You know, probably higher than some other people, but not like absurdly high. Yeah. Um, yeah. But be interesting to see if the Knicks have him at eight. You know, especially with these guys not being able to host uh, individual workouts, it'll be very interesting. Interesting to see where these teams' uh, big boards are compared to a lot of the mock drafts that we've been seeing. Yeah. Where do you have uh, Maxi? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I, I don't. I don't have him set in stone. I, I haven't like fully written out a uh, a board yet I'm, I'm working on it but he's probably in that like eight range yeah he's probably yeah. he's probably somewhere yeah, I mean, around there for me i think that's where yeah, a lot of about you. like i know yeah yeah like that eight to twelve range like i would 100 percent take him above, above that the, i would 100 percent take him above halberton but like that eight yeah. to like 10 12 whatever range that i'm totally comfortable with that like at the risk of pissing everybody off i want to see him in dallas I'm sorry. <laughs> like him and Luca would be a lot of fun. Ah. Oh wow, you ah. went there. Don't don't want to <laughs> talk about Dallas, man. Don't want to talk about Dallas. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about, fellas, is the Lawnmower 3.0, man, presented by Manscaped.com. They are tonight's sponsor. Uh listen, this is precision technology, fellas. Ceramic blade. Make sure you take care of the lawn below the belt. You guys are going out on dates. Quarantine is starting to slow down. Social distancing is starting to slow down. Make sure before you go out with that girl, you've been, you've been in the DMs all all, uh, all quarantine, man. You're working hard. 
Make sure you take care of yourself and your hygiene. That is with the Lawnmower 3.0. It's aerodynamic, wireless, excellent battery time, skin safe technology. You don't have to worry about any cuts, any nicks, any damages, you know, to your crown jewels. So you're in good hands there. It has a nice little LED light here. And uh, you can also use it in the shower, man. This is the perfect grooming tool for the modern man. And tonight, go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping on your total purchase purchase with promo code NYX. Go to manscaped.com, promo code NYX for 20% off and free shipping. All right, a um, couple more housekeeping. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hovering around 1,300 in the chat, so we uh, we got a busy night tonight. How you guys feeling, man? Are you guys in the chat? Are you guys disappointed? Are you guys okay with it? Let us know. Leave a comment in the chat. Let me know how you guys are feeling. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new as well so we can shout you guys out. Um, let me shout out some more Super Chats that came in. Shout out uh, Raw Hebrew Remnant. He said, I told you we're going eighth, and I'm saying now we'll get a very good player at eighth, so he's confident. Dallasim25, he says, uh, does eight and a lottery-protected Dallas pick get us to one? I would say no. <laughs> I would say no. Um, Will from LI says, this is why you don't win games off the backs of old players. That won't be here next season. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's a lottery, man. It's tough. Uh, Money, Money Mark says, I'm good with the eighth pick. Forget about drafting a point guard. We needed to draft a shooter. Best player available. Let's go. Dr. Blocktopus, uh, $8 Australian Ooh. Super Chat, says, Feeling defeated is an understatement right now. I would take Vassell at 8, Ramsey at 27, and either trade up for Jalen Smith or take Kmart Jr. in a second. Okay. All right, we're, we're going to get to some of those um, that, that mid-round first and that second in a minute. But uh, let's get to the phones. Keith from Brooklyn, you're up next, man. How you feeling? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? Good, bro. How you feeling tonight? I'm hanging in there, man. Like everybody else, I'm a little shell shocked. But like a lot of you guys have said, I mean, when I think about it, I'm really not that upset with the eight pick because if you look at it, I mean, again, this is not. I don't agree with the fact that this is why we call it necessarily a weak draft. They don't have a whole lot of top end talent, but there's a lot of players in this draft. And if you look like from eight through say maybe fifteen. I mean, almost feel like, you know, close your eyes and throw a dart, and you pretty much come up with a decent player. Just a question of whether that's a good fit for you or not. So, I mean, I like Devin Bissell at number eight. I like Kyra Lewis, if you did go that way. Patrick Williams, I could work with him. I mean, there's several players. And, again, I can even see, as someone mentioned, if they did trade back a little bit um, and got another asset or two, I can see that as well. Because, again, the talent level, there's no major drop-off from 18, maybe like 16, even 17. And um, when it comes to, like, I mean, you didn't talk about it yet, but when it comes to that uh, Clipper pick, you know, there should be a very nice player there, too. You know, so I'm not as upset as maybe some people. Again, my main thing was if we can get LaMelo Ball, but obviously if that's not going to happen, then you move on. Now, I, I like what you guys talked about before, because if, in fact, it's just a trade, like, from the eighth pick to, say, the fourth pick or the yeah. third pick, I know that they probably entertain that. But, again, I am not trying to get some serious assets in next year's draft because I do agree that the talent level is going to be so much higher. And this is a rebuilding year anyway. So, as one gentleman mentioned, you get the best available player that can, you know, contribute now but, but still has some upside. And I think somebody like Devin Bissell, even though everybody says he's a safe pick, I think um, we're kind of shortchanging this guy. I think this guy has some major upside. But it's just that he's also ready to play right now. Um, and, but, again, if we go back to the point guard situation – 
Terrell Lewis at eight. I have no problem with that pick whatsoever. So I'm okay. Once the shock wore off, <laughs> I'm okay with it. But initially, man, I was like, here we go again. I'm just glad, like you said, that Cleveland gets the number one pick or something like that, some crazy team that had no business getting it, like, you know, Phoenix and somebody got the number one pick, then I'd be very upset. But other than that, it is what it is. I trust these guys to make the best deal they possibly can. And I, I, like I said, I like the Celtics game a lot. Um, you, you know, you put them at the two, put uh, RJ at the three, and, uh, you know, you get somebody with that 27 pick, if you get somebody like Paul Reed or Jalen Smith or uh, somebody like somebody at that level. And there's a lot of good guards also. Uh, what's that guy? Dotson. You have uh, – several. I can't think of some of you guys' names. But there's several guys. I usually like Cassius Stanley with, a, with that 27th pick or even that second-round pick. So mm. they can do some things here and, and increase the talent level, which is what Knicks do. You do more than anything else. You need to upgrade their talent level. Absolutely. Period. So that's pretty much what I got, guys. I appreciate the call, man. Thank De- you. Definitely appreciate the call. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what the cost – if LaMelo is there between four and six, I'm intrigued to see what what, what the cost, what the price is going to be um, for LaMelo. Of, of course, Detroit, who needs a point guard, is right before us. So, you know, that could be another kick to the nuts. Uh, exactly. So manscaped, no pun intended. That could be another <laughs> one. That could be a typical, you know, kick to the yeah, next yeah. nuts. With Detroit picking seventh, of course, the, the team that needs the point guard is right in front of us. Exactly. Boys. I can see them trying to trade their girls back to the Bulls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. Um, somebody in the uh, in the chat, salute to who left us a super chat. Uh, Stefan Week said, "How about Aaron Naismith?" Um, Spencer, what do you think? That's your fellow alum from Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt. What do you think about yeah, Aaron Naismith? So- I like him. Um, I don't think he's as good as some think he is. Um, he's a smart team defender. Like I think he's fundamentally sound. I think he's a pretty black like athlete. Um, he gets out of his stance. When he's in these stance. He's move, he moves fine. But I don't really think he'll like. He's not really going to be able to keep keep up with many NBA athletes. I think if you're really interested in someone who's like like Neesmith, I would take Des Bain. Um, I think he's simply better than Neesmith at literally everything mm. um, you, you want. Like he's maybe he's not the movement shooter. If, if Neesmith's 100, Bain's 97. He's a much better shooter off the bounce. He's a much better passer. He's a much better defender. Um, where, like, you know, every time I watch Neesmith, I, I keep coming back to Alan Crabb and how there are a whole bunch of Nick fans who loved him because he was a pretty good movement shooter, but he was kind of slow and he wasn't really defending anybody on the perimeter. I'm not taking that guy at eight. And I, I don't think anybody wants to, but if I'm choosing between Neesmith, Bain, or even Isaiah Joe, Neesmith's my third choice. Bain's my first and Joe's my second. And I'm, where, like, I'm where do you see what's a, what's a range you see for Bain right now? 20 to 35. Like that's, uh, that's pretty much what I've been hearing. Um, something like that. Perfect. He's going to be there with the Clippers yeah. pick right in the middle. Good 27. 27 is where the Knicks are looking <laughs> at right now with the Clippers pick. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah, but like, ne- Neesmith's an awesome shooter, though. Like he's, he's a very good shooter. I just – I have many concerns over – like and how he will fully translate from the shooting because he's not very fast moving around screens. But beyond that, He's not really doing anything besides shooting. And I know shooting is a premium skill, but if you can get shooting at a premium level plus other stuff, you want that. 
Uh, absolutely, man. Um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys once again. Uh, Alex Collins, once again, thanks for the super chat. He says, cheer up, fellas. <laughs> Mr. Shit 2011 sends us a $10 super chat. Appreciate it. New York Sports Guy sends a super chat. He says, um, the brighter side to this, it allows us to continue on the path of development without the high expectations of a mellow in New York. Well, yeah, yeah, I see. I feel you. <laughs> JLS, you don't I feel you. JLS, keep it real. You're, you're I'm tight. going in and out, CP. I'm not like I'm like, all we had to do was just be six. If we just be six, yeah. I feel like it's I like we team. at least have a point guard who I know can run an offense. Fair minimum. Fair minimum, yeah. but I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Start watching film now on Cade. <laughs> yeah. Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Start watching Cade Cunningham flicks. Um, Park City Dion says, take Obi or Vassell and trade up to take Kyra or Tyrell Terry. All right. I, Ty, I don't. Tyrell Terry, like, I know Kevin O'Connor has an eighth, and the comparisons to Mark Price, I think, are odd, wow. to say the least. Mark um, Price. That's some, that's some lofty yeah. uh, comparisons there. Yeah, but Tyrell Terry is he's another guy who I, I'm significantly lower on than people uh, in the draft community. Like, I would take him late first early second i'm not taking him before i'm t- like i take grant Riller before i take malachi flynn before um yam madar I, I mean, yeah i guess i'll say it i'd probably take madar before terry um terry is 160 pounds he's 6'1 he has a 62 and a half wingspan 6'2 with 62 and a half wingspan he's not like he's a good shooter anyways yeah Sorry, I'm just not very. Yeah, are you, are you not buying the shooting with him? I think he's about forty percent from three this season. Are you not buying it? I buy the shooting. I don't think the volume's going to be there, and I'm more concerned about the defense. In that, you know, he, he's tray size, but he's tray size without Trey's shooting gravity and with nowhere near Trey's passive gravity. So, if Trey's a slight positive, I guess I forgot what you know the PIPM stats were and RPM whatnot. But if, if Trey, say Trey's you know, a very slight positive this year, right? Mm-hmm. If Tyrell isn't anything like that on offense, and if he's an equally bad defender, that's someone who's pretty much not like not playable unless if he's some outlier shooter. And I don't think he is. Um, Schwinney, uh, JLS, or, or Corey, what, yeah, what do you guys think about um, Tyrell Terry? I like uh, Tyrell. I like him. I mean, I agree I wouldn't take him that high for a lot of the the same concerns but uh I do think that his shooting is going to translate what worries me is his handle is not as tight as you want it to be so that shot creation is going to be difficult against NBA level uh defenders but I also think that he's probably going to be a better passer than he displayed um but at, at that 27 range I think that's a pretty strong range for for a guy like him. Um, although, I probably too might take uh, some other guys uh, around that range if you're looking for a point guard. You know, for me, you know, would you take Nico above him? Because I would also. I, I know it's a, it's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. I'd have, wasn't great, but I, I don't think that's one that I would want to think answer on the fly. I think I'd have to. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd have to think sit and think about it. But especially at where the Knicks are at, I would take Cassius Winston above him. And I think a guy like Cassius Winston at that Knicks spot, and I've talked about it on the show before, like not only are you getting like the skills that an NBA point guard, you know, that you want out of that in his ability to absolutely just 
manipulate a pick and roll like few guards in this draft can, but you're also getting a leader, a culture setter, a guy who Tom Thibodeau will love, and a guy that, you know, is really the kind of personality that you want when you you are a rebuilding team. A guy that kind of represents a New York point guard that, you know, we all um, put on a pedestal more so than a lot of other, you know, point guards in the draft. So I would I would seriously consider uh, him in that range. You know, a lot of people have him bordering the first, second round. Uh, maybe some people have him a little bit later in that second round. But, you know, I think he's the kind of guy that can really start getting things moving in a positive for the Knicks in a lesser way, but the same kind of way that, you know, what people wanted LaMelo to represent, he would do that in, in a, you know, kind of a condensed way, but brings a lot of the same stuff to the table. Schwinny, how about you, man? Tyrell Terry. Uh, I have not watched too much about him, but he's like a pretty tiny guard. Uh, I just, as a rule of thumb, I don't like tiny guards. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, if you got him at like, if I don't know what his range is, but like, I don't think eight is at all his range. No, um, no, I'm talking about yeah. twenty. We're talking about yeah, twenty-seven. Sure, and, it, like at twenty-seven. Yeah. If you like him at twenty-seven and thirty-eight, sure, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not that passionate about uh, anything like that in the draft. There are guys that have been like mocked later or in that range that I like a lot more. Like, like you know, Spencer said Desmond Bain as somebody who's ranged twenty to thirty-five. Like. If he's at 27 and we take Tyrell Terry instead of him, I'd be pretty upset. Um, again, I I also am routinely terrible with the draft, so you know, <laughs> don't worry about it if I'm upset. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, I like Desmond Bain more. I think if Isaiah Joe is there, I would love to take Isaiah Joe. Uh, those are two guys that just off the top of my head I really like. Um, like, if they took Tyrell Terry there, sure, whatever. I guess you just take it. But like. I mean, and he can shoot. Like, the shooting is for real. So, mm-hmm. um, as I talked about with the Knicks, desperately needing shooting. So, desperately. sure, you can always you can always talk me into that. Um, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, look, it sucks they went to eight, but I'm actually really interested now because we will, I think we'll see, a, we'll have a lot better understanding of, like, what the front office, yeah, yes. ha- what they want to do strategically. Because yes. if they got, like, top three, they would just take, I don't know, LaMelo or Ant, and that's it. Like, we move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wouldn't learn anything about, like, their process. And I think because they're at eight, you know, they've talked a pretty big game about, like, we're not trying to, like – there's probably a lot of teams that have a lot of guys in a very similar tier. And so, like, that opens up a lot of trade-down possibilities. And I know people don't want to hear that because people are still kind of thinking, like, how do we can trade up and get LaMelo? And, like, I'm just – I don't think we should even bother trying to do that really um i don't think that's it, it's realistic and i don't think the price will be worth it that's just me i'm i like Lamelo. i don't like him enough or anybody right. in this draft to give up a you know like a, a real sweet deal to move up there um i i just think like where you are there's probably a big range and of, of guys that team c at a similar level so you might have trade down possibilities that you should explore like i think if you can get ammo in future drafts to move down you should definitely consider it like you know, it, we can't all be like this draft isn't good, and then simultaneously, like be like, well, we can't trade down. Why? Why can we not trade down? If you, we don't think this draft is very good, if anything, we should be all about trying to trade down and get like future assets even out of it. Yeah. So, uh, I'd be very, very open to stuff like that. I would also consider trading the eighth pick for I I don't know I, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but like a young player still on his rookie deal that maybe a team 
you know, for whatever reason is shopping. Um, you know, like, just a, like, I'll give an example. I'm not saying I would do it because I have no idea what his health is like, mm-hmm. but like, you know, Sacramento has a totally different front office. What if they were to deal like Marvin Bagley for the eighth pick? Um, I would do I, it. Ma- Macri actually asked me that like two months ago. Yeah. Like I, I'm not, I don't even, I haven't even thought about it that deeply. I'm just giving an example of a yeah. young player, yeah. but like, I think that there, there are ways to use this pick and do things with this pick that are not necessarily like straightforward as the Knicks have traditionally done the draft where it's just like, this is where we're picking and we'll just pick somebody at that pick. And that's it. Like, I think that they should try to be creative. And if they, you know, like <laughs> they brought in this whole new cast of characters in the front office and we've heard all about like development, you know, Brock is some genius, you know, mover and shaker and West world out West and all this kind of stuff. Like, Perrin, yeah. yeah. It's like, this is their time to show it. Like, you know, uh, Walt Perrin is a guy who got Utah to move up from 24 yep. to 13 to draft Donovan Mitchell. Like, mm-hmm. is there some guy he loves in this draft? Uh, and if you trust, like, maybe you know that Maxi isn't going to go before 13 and you love him a lot. Can you get a trade down? Like, there's just things that I, I would like to see them do that I feel like could make me feel a lot better about them moving forward, even though obviously, like, you know, nobody wanted the eighth pick coming in, let's be realistic, but... You know, absolutely and, you know, silver linings and all that because as Knicks fans, all we have are silver linings. All we have is, is hope and praise. Um, Josh from San Diego, what's going on, bro? Sometimes, yes, I've heard. <laughs> hey, what's going on? How you doing, bro? What, what, how you feeling tonight? Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go, yeah, go ahead. Yo, can you, you guys can hear the call, um, right? Yeah, now yeah, we can. Yeah, okay, now okay. Yeah. yeah, I was on mute. Go ahead, my fault. I glitched out for a second. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, so on, on draft night, I want the Knicks to, to pick number. I mean, I want them to stay, to stay put. And the guy that I want them to draft is Killian Hayes. I think, you know, a lot of the comparisons of D'Angelo Russell, and I personally see a lot of games hard in him. This guy is lefty. He can score. And I feel like he is going to develop into something special. We just have to be a little bit patient with him. Um, however, knowing that you know, the Knicks are the Knicks, I do expect them to make a big trade to trade up, to trade up on draft night. Um, I believe that Golden State and Charlotte are going to shop their picks. Golden State definitely, they're going to look to win now. I know Knicks fans don't want to hear it, but honestly, Mitchell Robinson would be perfect for Golden State. And if LaMelo Ball is there and the Knicks really want him, that's what they're going to do. And I think Mitchell Robinson to Golden State makes sense. I don't want that to happen, Ooh. but knowing the Knicks, that's you know just what they do. Um, and then if that's the case, I'm going to get LaMelo Ball to him. I'm all for it. So I, got I just it. think I got that, uh, Killian Hayes is that dude, and I think in the future he's going to be the man. Thanks very much. Right. Appreciate Th- it. Thanks, Josh. Josh out in the West Coast. Go ahead, Spencer. Go ahead. Mitch, say, say it's Mitch in like 27. It's not going to happen. Like no chance in hell it happens because Golden State's smarter than this. But say Golden State's like, hey, trade us a Dallas future pick, 27, and Mitch for the number three pick or something like that. And like we need to take on a bad contract. What, do you do it? I would. Then at three, I take Lamelo. At eight, I take Okongwu. And oh, we keep eight in this scenario. Yeah, you keep eight. Keep eight. But we're we're what they only have like two they only have one bad contract that they would trade right which is Wiggins Wiggins all right so maybe, yeah, maybe like, not the bad contract Wiggins. maybe like maybe there's a, a future second round pick thrown in or something like that but like giving up Mitch giving up twenty seven giving up a future Dallas pick and a potential second round pick for Lamelo I would do that not thinking twice about it hundred percent I'm all in on that because then if you can come away with if you can come away from this draft with with Lamelo and potentially Okongwu, or, you know, you could drive the sell there. That's, like, that's gold. 
damn, man, I can't turn my back on my guy, Mitch. That's my that's my young bull, man. But <laughs> you know sorry. what? They're, they're gonna there's gonna be a crossroads where they hit where they're gonna have to figure out if they're gonna pay him and, and what his true yep. value is. You know, and that's coming up in two years, so that's not the worst idea. You know what I mean? It'd be tough to part ways with him. I want to see Isn't his continued. So, say it again. At, Isn't after... it restricted? I thought I thought it was the same contract that Jokic got. So then they're going to decline the fourth year to make him <laughs> restricted after the third. So after twenty twenty one. I thought so. I might be wrong. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. I think it's at, I think it's after next season. Yeah, which okay. is twenty twenty one. Yeah. So that'd be tough, but I, I don't know, JLs. What do you think, man? Would you would you move Mitch? Mitch to Golden State if if you can get a Lamelo and maybe an Okongo and a Vassell. It was, it was Mitch Dallas and a Dallas Dallas pick. Dallas pick next year. Yeah. Uh, the top yeah. ten top. Oh well, Dallas is not going to be as. Mm. I mean, JLS is, is going. JLS is, like is going through it right now, man. <laughs> man. I know, yo, I'm stressed, dog. Listen, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. But that is my guy. That's the my emotion, guy, man. The emotion, the emotional side of me is going. No, not Mitch. I like Sham God. Mitch was killing this summer. Maybe he can bring it to the Knicks. I don't. Oh, but Lamelo can stabilize an offense for us for for years to come. So, it, oh gosh, I don't like you for that, man. <laughs> I don't like I'm sorry. you. My, my mind, my mind saying it makes sense, but my heart is like, damn, you just traded your your best friend for like. <laughs> hey, I hope Mitch. I hope whoever is really close to Mitch, his boys, his family, whoever is like, hey, all that stuff you were putting out, all the workout videos. Tom Thibodeau is your coach. I'm telling you right Forget now. It. Forget it. If he does one sham god next season, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be mad. Although <laughs> <laughs> oh, some... the, the one thing I think Tibbs could actually help unlock a little bit, like I'd be curious to see if maybe we see a little bit more of Mitch at the elbows trying to pass. Yeah. Like he he's... did that with, with Noah. Oh. I mean, he's not running pick and pops at all with Mitch. Like that's just not happening. But Running some like you know elbow action, I think that would that would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he could do it. I don't think he can, but if they're gonna suck, why not try? Why not try? Why not try? All right, a couple more calls in here. Let's go to um, let's go to Long Island. Uh, Kate from Li, what's going on, Kate? Yo, 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 y'all can hear me? Yep, loud and clear, bro. Go ahead, bro. All right, so I just wanted to touch on a few things. I think definitely in this draft you got to go with upside if you're the Knicks. Like, you have to pick somebody who has the upside. I feel like as Knicks fans, we've been we've been chasing the playoffs so much that we forget that we got to build a championship team, you know? So it's like, you know, just trying to get, you know, role players to get a better team and make the playoffs and get eliminated in the first round. Like, you, you can't win a championship without a, a all-star caliber player, like a superstar. So I feel like we should – Keep taking the shots, taking the chances on picks until we, we get a superstar because we're not going to trade for one. Nobody's coming here in free agency. We have no leverage. So it's like we have to do it in the draft if we want to solidify a star on this team. And I can see two to three years from now, you know, I could definitely see the post talking about the teams that passed on Cole Anthony. You know what I'm saying, and I, I see it now. I know, you know Cole Anthony right now is like, split between the fan base, you know, some some people for it, some people not. I say if he's that eight, 
I feel like he has the upside and the potential to be one of those people who's like, you know, a lot of teams pass on him, but, you know, he he turned out to be an all-star. And under Thibodeau, I feel like they they can mesh very well. And I feel like the DSJ comparisons aren't really fair because the main problem with DSJ is his confidence. And I feel like if he was to have, you know, developmental staff around him from, from the jump, he he wouldn't be in the situation he's at right now. I feel like we ruined DSJ. So I wouldn't say he's a horrible player. I say he was on a horrible team. That's what made him, you know, a horrible player. A horrible player. But that's all all I really got to say. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you know what I'm saying. Keep doing your thing. Hit Appreciate that like it, button for your boys. And uh, we out of here, man. Yes, sir. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. You know the protocol. Um, Cole Anthony, meniscus injury. They say his team wasn't that great. How far does he still have room to grow? Are you are you buying Cole Anthony's ceiling? What do, what do you guys think? I think it depends how high you think his ceiling is. I mean, yeah. one, I agree with uh, with the caller that you need superstars to win a championship. But I think one of the things that people run into in the draft is that they look for superstars when they're not there. Sometimes you can't turn players that don't have superstar potential into superstars because, you know, they had a good mixtape in high school. I don't think Cole Anthony is going to be a superstar. Do I think that he might be able to show some stuff in the NBA that he didn't show in college? I do. I think that he's probably a better playmaker than he was able to show. I Obviously, if you watch Carolina at all, their spacing was not, you know, anything to write home about. They didn't have as much talent, I guess, that, you know, as you'd expect a Carolina team to have. Um, but at the end of the day, while guards like him, scoring guards, are, you know, in vogue, just because, you know, we see Donovan Mitchell going for 50 points in the bubble doesn't mean that Cole Anthony has that same kind of, you know, potential. Uh, Spencer J.L. Swinney, what do you guys think? Uh, let's... You know, let's just not draft Cole. Simple and plain. I just, I, I don't know. I, uh, I get why people like him, and there are like some things he does that are cool. I guess, like, I'm just, you know, he, he's not a point guard who I have watched and felt like he's a really solid playmaker. Um, I don't. Like, I don't see what about Cole Anthony you would like more than you would like. If you, what do you, what is better about Cole Anthony than Kira? Yeah. Boom. And like, I just don't, I don't get that, ar- the argument for that. Like, like if you just look at both of them and you're like, what's your best skill? Like, Kira's speed is like, that's like elite at the NBA level, his speed. Like, there, there's nothing Cole Anthony does that you're going to convince me is elite at the NBA level. Like, what is it? missing missing shots like not getting to the rim like he's not like i don't believe he's going to be able to penetrate consistently at the next level i don't think he's going to be a good finisher at the next level um like he'll probably he'll shoot better he'll he'll shoot better than he did at unc that's for sure i think that's fine like i just i don't know man like if i'm if i'm like in it with rj like i'm cole is not the guy i'm rolling with I, i'm he's not and uh if there's a team that loves Cole Anthony, would love to trade up to eight. Uh, you know, 
here's my number. Give me a call. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I hate, yeah. I hate shitting on him because he's not like, I actually do like kind of like the way he uh, kind of stuck to it in a really bad UNC situation. But like, that's cool. Like I'll give him a medal. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't care enough about what he brings to the table. And I just, I, I don't know. I, it, I don't see it with him. Like, I, I just feel mm. like he's a guy you're picking because you're so desperate to get a point guard. And I, I agree that it's not like the, the Dennison junior comparison isn't fair or like any comparison. Cause you know, he's not a quitter and Dennis junior quits all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I don't like that comparison, but um yeah, I just feel like we're so dead. Like when you're talking about Cole Anthony, it's like you're so desperate for for a point guard that you're you're not you're 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 just too focused on it. And you're like, I just think there better be better options at other positions on the board at eight uh, than Cole Anthony. Gotcha. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. My my short version of that is yeah, you know, Cole Anthony to say like, okay, his numbers aren't good because his teammates and didn't provide any spacing and they're not, and they were just terrible. So all those numbers went down. So if I'm, if I'm comparing a, a, a small combo guard and Cole Anthony to Kira Lewis, it just seems like Kira has just been, it's just, it's just less question marks to me. So like, I don't like maybe Cole gets better with better spacing, but the Knicks have spacing right now. Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Zero spacing. Zero spacing. So <laughs> when you, when you take that into account to me, it just seems, it just seems safer to me to go with a guy who's a little bit more proven, even though Cole Anthony, like maybe, maybe the spacing helps, but even if the spacing does help, then when you compare the two, then what? They're at even the spacing level? helps everybody though. That's the thing. Like, exactly. that's why, yeah. Like it helps every, it's not like, it's not like Cole Anthony comes to NBA and he gets like the spacing boost and nobody else gets it. It's like, no, no, everybody gets that boost except for RJ Barrett. Cause you we were like, you're going to play with zero shooters this year. So like, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, I, I don't want to say any more about Colin. Right. So to everybody in the chat, <laughs> hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Uh, I'm going to take a couple more calls to do the giveaway. Let me just shout out uh, the remaining super chats. Um, where are we on the super chats? Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain, alive and well in the chat. So, I love you guys, but this is a sad day. Kurt Cobain, man, don't do anything too brash, man. We need you here. We appreciate the super chat. But, yeah, it's tough. You know, obviously we want a number one pick, but we got eight. Uh, Sean Hayes says, can you talk about who the coaches think they can work with in terms of who they want to draft and not necessarily who's the best available point guard? I mean, it's hard to say. We don't really know what the coaches are thinking right now, but – Obviously, with with all these guys that they brought in from a developmental standpoint, you, you hope that you know they put it to good use. And obviously, with the eighth pick, like Swinney said, it's going to be telling um, to to see you know what their strategy is going to be, how mm-hmm. they go about it. Are they going to trade down? Are they going to take the pick? Are they going to end up you know packaging it for trade up? You know, is trade up a possibility? Let, let's see what they're made of. Um, Heartstorm Media says, um, "Miss you guys. It's been a while. I'm hurt over eight, but keep it going." Great point about those sleepers. Appreciate it. Demo B says, F it, go with Cole Anthony. He says, I'm weeded. Maybe Ish works. I've been waiting since Rory Sparrow. 
Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> he kept it a buck. He kept played it a against buck. his played against his son at camp back in the day. Oh, he did. He's <laughs> <laughs> giving dudes the work, his son. Uh, I bet, man. Um, Gwempus Charles, Luke Gwempus Charles. He says, "Good job, appreciate it, Gwempus." Frazier Coleman says, "If Poku is the highest ceiling guy, albeit has a low floor now, remaining at eight, why not take him, develop the squad, and embrace the twenty-one draft?" I think Spencer is a hundred percent with Frazier Coleman right now. Spencer, I know you're, you're you're on board with that move. The one thing I wanted. And so 100%, I mean, look, I would take Poco at eight. I, I, I just would. His floor is not that low. Like, things that translate are skill. Skill and IQ translate, right? Obviously, athleticism, how good you are at certain things are what raise the floor, how mediocre would lower it. But how many seven-footers are running off floppy actions, pump faking, taking a dribble to the left, and shooting it? Granted, he airballed that shot, but the <laughs> footwork there is incredible. And, like, he's still running off actions that you see teams designed for Joe Harris's and, like, prime Kyle Corvers, but he's doing it five inches taller. And then when they chase him off the line, he's making passes that Jokic makes that Jokic makes. Mm. <laughs> like, like he makes those passes that from bigs that very few guys can make. And, like, I think his ceiling, I think his ceiling is point blank you know it's either the highest in the draft or second highest behind Lamelo. like you know wow. those guys are 1a and 1b i mean if every single thing hits but say poku reaches a 75 percent, you know like his median outcome if he's a davis bertans type with maybe less less of a shooter so he's, you know, he's not gunning eight threes making them at 46 percent, whatever bertans is at but if he's making them at like high 30s again on good volume and if he's able to pass off the move, if he's able to run some maybe four or five, four or two pick and roll actions, if he's able to attack the closeouts and hit open guys, that's a positive impact player on offense. And then when you add the fact that he's a pretty good rim defender, he moves pretty well in space, but, you know, he, he's not he, – I'm not switching him the same way that I would switch, you know, you know, Precious or something like that. Like, you know, just a more switchable athlete. His floor is higher than people think. It's just that people don't want to – see it or I'm like I don't honestly I don't know why people don't see that but like the skill the skill level you count on and he has skill I'll um, tell you why I'll tell you why people don't see it go ahead bro because his games are hard to find and people watch YouTube hi- highlights yep. mm. you know this little yep. secret for a lot of the people that are putting out draft boards are watching YouTube highlights and because the amount of work that you need to put in the amount of games that you need to watch to accurately you know, break down film for, you know, a hundred person big boards and stuff. It's like, there's not enough time in the day to dedicate that. And with a guy like Poku, you know, the people that are super high on him, you know, outside of Spencer, you know, guys who are actually putting in the work like this, they're doing it off YouTube highlights, good and bad. And when you're doing that, you add in the fact that he played in, in you know, a weird league in Greece that, <laughs> you know, there, there's all these variables that... Mm-hmm you really have to trust the person who's telling you what this kind of player could be like. Um, because a lot of people really only watched like, you know, 12 minutes of, of cut up clips and, and aren't actually understanding the nuances to his game outside of, you know, the flashy stuff or, you know, whatever the turnovers, if you're watching a video that shows the bad stuff. Is he, is he ready right now, Spencer? Is he still a draft and stash pick? He, he, uh, he has a buyout from what I understand that he can come over right now. Um, 
I, I would imagine I think it's he probably actually, not even that much of a buyout, right? Just considering it's, it's not, but it's Olympiacos. Yeah. And like when you're a smart European team, you're always going to have the, a higher buyout because right, if you have right. a good guy, that's how you make money. Right. Um, but I, I'm almost certain he'd come over year one um, just from this stuff that I've heard. And I know that there's, I think his agency's Wasserman, maybe uh, they tried getting him out of this deal with Olympiacos um, because he, he just didn't want to play in the second division, but I think he's coming over. Like, I'd be shocked if he stayed overseas. Like, it's not like a Leandro Balmaro situation who just signed, you know, yeah. another four-year deal with Balmaro Mark. did sign. Balmaro did sign. Um, shout out Kamar Murray sent us a super chat. Kamar, appreciate it. Michael Aaron said, if Kira is fast enough to make passes, hit threes, and set up Mitch in the pick and roll, why is he not obvious at number eight? Don't follow much college, so I'm not sure. All right, so Michael Aaron. 90 seconds. Go with Kira. Um, sincere seventeen forty eight says trade down for Vassal and grab Trey later on. Okay, uh, Trey Jones. Trey Jones. Oh, oh I was Young. thinking Trey Young. I was. So yeah, that's what I was like. What? Oh, <laughs> Trey Young's back in the trap. Yeah, Trey Jones. Trey Jones out of Duke. Park City says shout out Isaiah Joe. So he's saying don't sleep on Isaiah Joe. Um, and shout out Ho Guy Weiser for the super chat as well. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take um. You know what? Let me just do this giveaway, and uh, and then we're gonna wrap up. We'll we'll take another call real quick. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Um, Spencer Schwinney, Corey definitely appreciate it. JLs definitely appreciate you guys uh, giving us his time. Um, Land, let's go to El Paso, Texas. Land Ray, how you feeling? Hello. Yep. How you doing, man? Go ahead with your point. Hey man, JL and CC, how y'all doing, man? Good man, how you doing, bro? Good man. Man, not good, man. It's <laughs> just so hard to be a Knicks fan, man. Listen, are we gonna win a championship in our lifetime, man? 1970, 69, 77. It's it's too long, man. <laughs> Yo, hang in there, bro. Hang in there, man. I'm you gotta be in it. You gotta be in it to man. win it, man. No, 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 man. I mean, like, man, most of us wasn't even born when we won these championships. I'm getting tired, man. Listen, I almost had an accident on the road this evening when I heard we were number eight. <laughs> like, I don't like, I don't know, I don't like the draft picks that we had at, at, at eight. Like, we're looking at Killian Hayes. The only person I really like is Obi Thompson, and I don't think we're going to get him at number eight. I, I wanted to ask you guys what you guys think about like a veteran point guard like Chris Paul and like just trade those draft picks and like bring somebody else in. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. I'm just getting, it's so hard being a Knicks fan, man. It, and it's, to the it's, brother it, who said they should trade Mitch, he must be on something, man. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would trade Mitch out of the, out of the Knicks right now. Like, I, I, I don't even get that. That's what I want to ask you guys. Like, do you, do you think we should just bring a veteran point guard in to mentor all the point guards we already have? Yeah, I think. I mean, listen. I think they appreciate the call, bro. Listen, they need. I think they need to do that regardless, and they don't have to give up this year's pick to do so. Um, I don't know what OKC's asking price is going to be for Chris Paul. I don't even know if he's going to be on the block. I mean, they have so much draft capital right now; they're sitting in the driver's seat. So I'm not sure what you know the asking price would be for him. Um, Watch that Conley trade, though. I'm I'm telling you, watch out for Conley. Uh, I think Conley could come up available, and I think they might entertain that. Um, (laughs) Oh, so you were saying what were you saying, Tails? Oh, 
He said, watch the Conley trade. I said, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, veteran point guard, um, cap space, you know, looking at where this where the salary cap may be next year. They don't even know yet, but the Knicks could be um, in a commanding position to take some of that on. So you never know. I know that's not the most appealing asset, but um, I, I would say look out for that. I, I would definitely say look out for that. Uh, Leroy from Atlanta, what's going on, bro? Hello? Leroy going once? Nope. Yep. What's up, bro? I'm here. Go ahead, man. Hey. What's going on, CP? How you doing? Good, bro. How, how you feeling tonight? I'm doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Hey, listen. Okay, it's a disappointment. We didn't get the top pick. But as New York fans, we got we to gotta calm down a little bit. First of all, New York is the highest-priced NBA team. So every time we talk about a ball play, he's got to be a star. He's got to be a superstar. He's got to have this great – listen, we need basic ball players. Now, CP, you know as well as I do, there's never been a Archbishop Malloy point guard that can't play. That's the truth. That's a fact. You cannot look at Anthony Cole and say he's not a ball player. There's nobody that ever came out of Archbishop Malloy as a point guard that couldn't play ball. That's number one. And I think LaMelo is a ball player who has not been tested because he has not played college ball. We didn't listen to Patino when he came down to Donovan, and we lost him because college means something. This NBA draft is going to be a crapshoot for everybody because we don't have a combine. So it's difficult to tell what these guys are going to be like. So I really think if we have to go with the best ball player and college tested, I think it's very important. Thanks, CP, for your time, right. man. Appreciate it, Definitely appreciate the support, man. So Leroy's saying don't sleep on Cole, man. He, think, he thinks the high school pedigree means something. All right, we'll see. So time will tell, man. Time will tell. All right, let's give away this um, this perfect package 3.0. So we had 163 entries. So to everybody who played, uh, only nine people got the number eight pick correct. So salute to you guys. Nine people got the number eight pick correct. So let's go ahead and and um, do the drawing right now. Remember, once again, this show is presented by Manscaped, the number one grooming tool for men. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with promo code NYX. All right, so the winner is of the perfect package 3.0. Here we go. The winner is... Johnny L. Smart. Congrats to Johnny L. Smart. You're going to get the perfect package 3.0. That's going to come with the uh, lawnmower 3.0, a travel bag, a box of briefs, some toner, some deodorant. It's going get to you, get you off to the right start, Johnny, man. So if you're in there quarantining, man, you're getting ready for that date. You're going to go out with the wife, the, the missus, or significant other. Make go. sure that you take care of the lawn first. Take care of the family jewels. Take care of business, man. You don't want to be caught out there lacking. So make sure you get it together. The Lawnmower 3.0 is what you need. It's aerodynamic. It's sleek. It's wireless. Extra battery time. You get the LED light. You can use it in the shower. Skin safe technology, Johnny, man. So you don't have to worry about those cuts and those scratches and things like that. So, um, yeah, man. Definitely appreciate Definitely appreciate everybody for watching. Fellas, I, I think we uh kicked the can around a good <laughs> a good deal. Yeah. The eighth pick. Hey, it, it is what it is, man. 
Um, Shwini, go ahead and uh, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, our new site. Just opened it yesterday. It's called at at the Strickland on Twitter. Uh, it's the Strick dot land on uh, your URL. Uh, and then uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, at Shwini Poo on Twitter. Uh, we just had our first episode of our new podcast, which is at Pod Strickland. Uh, we had uh, Chris Herring on. We're gonna have um, you know some people on in the future probably maybe spencer if he's lucky uh but uh yeah yeah so just check that out we uh we drop episodes monday and then usually uh wednesday or thursday so um yeah that's, that's what's going on appreciate it man Corey, man go ahead and sign out bro all right you can find me on twitter at hardwood herald uh 9 a.m every morning um live on twitter uh with my nba morning show called Morningwood. Um, I also have a new podcast uh, called Nothing But Netflix, where I break down basketball films. We got basketball coming up next Tuesday, so subscribe to that. You can find my draft breakdowns um, on YouTube, uh, just search Hardwood Herald, or you can find it all in one place at hardwoodherald.com. Morning, what a manscape, man. The collaboration is seamless, man. Corey, appreciate oh, it. Bro. That's a layup. Seamless, right seamless, seamless. That's a layup. Spencer, oh, appreciate man. everything, man. You always bring valuable insight to the show. Go ahead and sign out, bro. Thanks for having me again. Um, yeah, y'all can find me at Twitter, on Twitter, at SK Perlman. Um, all my stuff is on Twitter, or it's at the Stepian. Um, and yeah, you know, videos, reports, everything. All right, appreciate that again, Spencer. Jay Ellis, last but not least. Yeah, uh, yeah, find um find the pod on youtube.com slash the time show, also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Um, you'll also find our blogs on nicktimeshow.com. And yeah, follow me on Twitter too, the KLT Show. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate mm-hmm. it, man. And uh, thanks to everybody again for tuning in. Number eight pick. Hey, it didn't go our way, but. Let me know what you guys think. Who do you guys feel like the Knicks are going to select at that pick? Do you feel like they're going to trade up, trade down? Let me know in the comments section. Let me know in the chat. So to everybody in the chat, one more time, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Please share these videos. And remember, this show is available in audio podcast format. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Spotify. So it's everywhere. Everywhere podcasts are available. You can find us. And um, yeah, salute to all the mods. Everybody for helping out. Derwin Simon, appreciate it. Rich Jim, Fritz Alcinda, thanks for tuning in. Ricky King, um, everybody, man. Everybody in Team Hashtag New, we definitely appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that, that is the show. Manscaped, thanks again for sponsoring. And we'll check you guys next time, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.